Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Gourmet. My guest this week is my friend Alec Jarnigan. We've been friends for a very long time. He's a steady cam operator, and we actually did our workshop together. I don't know if he'd done one before that, but I did one with him. Um, so we talk about that, and we drink bourbon, and we talk about all kinds of other stuff, and it was great. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you to Tiffin Steadicam for their sponsorship. You know, I, I keep seeing people chatting more and more about the Volt, and uh, I think that thing is really here to stay. I still don't own one, but, um, you know, thinking about it. Um, they also have the M2 sled out, but I don't, I don't know anybody that owns one yet. It's still pretty new. Um, but thank you to them for their sponsorship. And also thank you to Walter Clausen FX for their sponsorship. They're my friends, they're cool people, and they make good stuff. Um, if you'd like to hear the new segment called Best Day, Worst Day, you can do that. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash walking backwards and become a patron. Sign up and you'll have Best Worst included. It's um, a pretty fun little thing I do just for those people. So become one of them if you want to hear it. It's, I think it's worth it. It's pretty good. Um, if you want to check me out on Instagram, it's one giant robot or you can find me on Facebook or all the other stuff, Twitter, whatever. All right. Uh, let's get to it. Here's Alec Jarnigan. Alec Jarnigan. Cheers, Brad. Cheers. Thanks for bringing the bourbon. You're welcome. Hmm. I kind of said I probably shouldn't bring a bottle of whiskey, but oops. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we haven't been too excessive yet. Uh, uh, yep. Oh well, you've you're on your fourth, so mm. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not, not really. really. Um, yeah, man, how you been? I'm, I'm great. I'm. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm, I know you're getting some East Coasters in this week, which is nice. Yeah, and, try uh, try to get as many as I could, which is really only a couple. But right. Well, otherwise we were forced. We we're going to be forced to do a sister podcast, Walking East, and like all right. get all the New Yorkers. So. Right. But hey, here we go. So no, this is good. I'm glad to be here at last. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping. I mean, I t I text you. I'm like, I hope Alex going to be out here. I mean, we've known each other since. 2002, shortly after 9-11. That's why yeah. I remember the date at Garrett's house, yes. Right before I moved to L.A. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were gearing up to move. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and we were at that little honorary workshop for Alfredo Betro, Victoria Storover's operator yes. at Garrett's. Um, actually, that one wasn't at Garrett's farm. That was still mm -mm. at his old office. I did one a few years later for the guest of honor was Anthony Dodd Mandel, but that one, uh, oh, Garrett's really? farm, yeah. But that oh. that one in twenty two is when I met you. And wait, Anthony Dodd Mandel took the workshop? Yeah, same exact thing. Like Alfredo Petro, um, sort of guest of honor, small. Wait, workshop. I'm thinking of the wrong person. No, you're thinking of the DP who shot Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, before he won an Oscar for that, he uh, took a small little workshop at Garrett's farm. But was he operating? Yes, because he. he he okay. did a lot of dock work. He was thinking of bringing a lightweight rig onto some project he was doing. And later, I had actually wondered if it was Slumdog Millionaire, but apparently it wasn't. I, I uh, don't want to speak for him, but I think it was a documentary he was doing. But I guess um, Garrett had run into him somewhere, I think, I can't remember where, somewhere, and... In, 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 uh, and invited him to his house to do a little <laughs> workshop, just like he had with Alfredo that time a that's few so years funny. earlier when I had met you. So, oh, that's cool. Grace and Austin was it the one we did? Yeah, yeah. Mitch, and Mitch Gross, Gross. 
Mitch Gross. Was, that was it. That was all of us. Uh, Alfredo, Alfredo, me, Alfredo. Mitch, Grayson, you. Yeah, I have that picture somewhere. You? Oh, you do? Yeah, it's, it's a great photo that we... Oh, I think you posted on Facebook. I just put that on Facebook recently. Right, 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 yeah. No, well, who, why do I feel like we're forgetting someone? I'll look at the photo later and be like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> are we? Are we? I don't think we are. No. We might be, though. Ryan Fowler was in the other one. No, Yeah, no, I he was later. Him. Um, and Brad Smith was later too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it because he wanted four. He wanted f- four or five. Right, which we had and five. Grayson and I had been doing it a little longer, I think. So oh, we I, I hadn't even. Assistants. I don't even yeah. think I'd ever. Right. I might I have had a couple of days had, of paying work. Had been five or six years in. Right, and everyone else was like, "No, you had a rig, though." I remember that. I had, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I'd had it like a little over a year, I think, but. It wasn't really working yet, you know, Steadicam-wise. Right. I think I'd had a couple of jobs, like one day on a commercial, one day on a student film kind of thing. Sure. You know? um, but I just remembered a story, or no, it's not a story, but I remember that I think it might have been in January during Sundance when we did this, because you were all mad because you would turn a job down that was in Sundance and might have won Sundance or... Or done really well at Sunday. Oh, wow, I don't remember that. Um, but you turned the movie down. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a little... I don't think it was January. might have been. Sundance is the end of January. That's that's possible. Who knows? It might have been February and it had just happened or something. I don't I don't remember. Yeah. I just I don't know why I remembered that. I, I know it's funny because you know those were the days when I was you know four years in or five years in. Uh-huh. No, I guess it was more than that. Two twenty two. I started in ninety four. Okay, so I take that back. But still, oh, you're like eight jobs years, were right? precious, you know. Sure, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. the winter in New York. Oh, and also New York was dead then. Right after nine eleven, it was completely dead. Yeah. Well, so was Florida, yeah. which is which is why I moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. You stuck it out. Yeah. I think. I mean, now kind of smartly so if you like living in New York. I, I mean, greatest city in the world. Right. Right. So I mean, now it's just crazy busy. Yeah. Somebody was trying to convince me the other day to move there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but the stories I hear, like, like you have your house, and then you have a separate like garage that you rent from somebody. And yes, uh, well, I have an apartment that's our apartment, and a you know a pre-war hundred-year-old building, four-story brick building. It's nice, but um, but a mile from my place, yeah, I rent a what I call my shop, but it's really just a two-car garage, standalone garage, right? Where I keep the gear and do you park in there too? I do. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, I I park on the street by me sometimes, but sure, I get it. Yeah, but you can't. Just, it's like a fifteen minute walk. But uh, right, as I've told to many oh, people, there's a bar exactly at the halfway point home. <laughs> wow. That's so, oops. Good resting place. <laughs> yes. It's oh pit stop. <laughs> I just remember. I remember you telling me like what a pain in the ass it was because the people that own that property they were having work done in their house next door, or something to this mm. effect, and there were workmen parking in front of your driveway. In front of your garage driveway. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, wow. I've got a good memory. Sometimes I do. Um, yeah. No, I would show... Well, what it was, it was actually the landlord of the garage. They own the house slash... It's like a huge house with, I think, three or four apartments in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and they were doing work on that. So it was like the landlord's construction people. But I would show up and there'd be a car in the lot. And I'd have to go ring the doorbell. And, right, and you're trying to go to work. Yeah, or whatever. I mean... Yeah, most most of the time I've been on long format lately because day playing has kind of gone bad. <laughs> yeah, has it? Well, just in terms of what to deal with gear and you, know, you sort of choose your jobs. 
based on that. I think, ironically, I ended up on the good fight this season because I did their tandems last year. And um, I was like, oh, this is an easy job because they have a big parking lot right across this, from the stage, and it's an easy load, and okay, I like these people. And then, I, you know, of course, I actually got to know them, and I really did do like them. So Right, 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 right. <laughs> but it's sort of funny. You're like, oh, that's the easy day plan gig. Okay, I'll take that. And then you then you realize you actually got something going with them. So, yeah, you know. That's nice. And then, ironically, when you get on the show, the parking lot the parking lot matters, but the, the easy load-in part doesn't. Correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the parking lot's still a good thing, though. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how all your stages are and stuff. I mean, oftentimes, and once in a while... I've had it I've had it at Warner Brothers and Universal where especially if you catch the right person um even at Fox once in special situations but there's so little parking on stages on 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 lots even their garages even here, are jam packed we, we, sometimes we assume that Everyone in New York assumes, everyone in L.A., like the parking lot's paved with gold. There's clean bathrooms like every two feet. Like all the things we don't have right. in New York. There are clean bathrooms very close. Okay. They're not always super clean because, you mm-hmm. know, grips use them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Um, no, no, no. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of traffic through these. But many stages do have bathrooms. Like there'll be ba- bathrooms that connect two stages kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It is nice to, especially as an operator where you get offset so infrequently, yeah. that it's really a, a, a two-minute walk to the bathroom and a two-minute walk back, you know? Um, sometimes you're at a weird stage that you have to walk two stages down and around the corner. It's not that big a deal. But I was going to say, there have been a couple of occasions where they, where they let me, because um, I'll drive to the stage, unload my gear, and half the time, by the way, you've been told... You know, it's stage 15 instead of 16, but 16's entrance is around the corner and down because it's on the, you know what I mean? So you go and nobody's there and you're lost and, you know, and it's six in the morning, you know, oh, those, that story. Yeah. But, but anyway, so you unload the gear, then you have to go park. So most of the time, if you, not most of the time, sometimes at certain places with, when you're, when you have gear in your car, they make you go through a certain gate. Yeah, and they do the dog sniffing in the mirrors under the car at some of the lots. Ron was telling me at some yeah. of the lots. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't know how. Yeah, but but so sometimes they do that stuff. So then you have to go through there, and then you drop your gear, blah blah blah, and all this takes you know a little bit of time. And, and then, of course, no pre-call, right? Oh, definitely not. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. Yeah, right, You're doing right. this all on your own time, and then and then you then you got to go park, which like at Warner Brothers, it's out of the lot across the street into another parking lot and then you got to get out and then walk across the street and then if you're at a far stage on warner brothers it can be a 10 minute walk you're you're shattering the illusion of how easy la is to us new yorkers right but it's still easier because it's not snowing right it's not you know what i mean (laughs) it's if it's windy it's generally warm wind right um it's not raining um so i i imagine it is quite a bit easier but um but it's not as it, it feels it sounds simpler than it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm not complaining. I just but the, it's nice when a when a driver or a teamster captain or whatever transpo coordinator says, you know, you just ask the closest one. You happen to get the right guy, and you're like, hey, I'm the Steadicam operator today. Is there any chance I could just leave my car in that spot there? And they go, yeah, sure. You're in there, right? Yeah, if we need you to move it, we'll let you know. That's nice. That's, That's so nice. It saves you a half hour. The, the old days in New York, and this was abused mightily, which is why it doesn't exist anymore, but 
they had these permits and mm. Schedule A's and a tag you put in your windshield and you just pull up. They would park right behind the camera truck. Red zone. You would unload. It didn't matter if there was no standing zone. It didn't matter what the hell it was. Right. This was a no ticket car. Yeah, right? pretty much. I yeah. mean, maybe if you ride a you know hydrant, but I wouldn't do that. You know, it's, right. It's, and it was great. I mean, that was that. And at the end of the day, you drove away. But uh, people abused that a lot. People would take the tags and park all around town. And then they had what was called a scouting permit, which was this thing that really let you park anywhere because you were location scouting. Right. And of course, People the idea being you're going to be there for 20 you, minutes and then leave. Yes, but right. people would just use them and park all over the city mercilessly. So, right. Yeah. They put an end to that. They Yes. The mayor's office was like, uh-uh. This is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. I've You know, I've been in that, but the mayor's office, the film commission area, it's in the same, it's in the day where the David Letterman uh, show used to be. At, oh, really? I've actually, don't think I've ever been in there. Yeah, it's like. Letterman takes the same elevator. Well, used to, whatever. Mm -hmm. This is what the guy told me anyway. It's not like I ran into Dave. But, um, no, I did, a, I, did a, uh, I did a couple little short films when I first got out of college. People were looking for somebody, and it sounded... I'd been to New York, but it sounded like fun to go up, and I ended up driving a... Not a five-ton, but a cube truck through the city with the dolly on and all the gear. I drove it. The, the intern from Florida drove all around new york and i had a great time but i definitely had to fold back some um some mirrors to get through oh yes <laughs> take some branches off trees yeah, yeah it was all in manhattan so it, there weren't that many trees but um it was you know it was a great learning experience you know and um um uh, I, I i'd love to work there again and i haven't had the opportunity Come bring your bring your microphones. You're recording. You know, do some East Coast podcast. I should find a job. You know, you never answered me back. I oh. sent you a message on Facebook. You said, "Oh, does this mean you're coming to New York or something?" I forget what it was about. And I said, "Is that an offer to, to for your extra bedroom?" <laughs> and you didn't reply. Really? Oh, I'm shit. like, I guess that's a no. No. Oh, actually, we. Am I really going to say this on a podcast? But we actually do have an extra room. I would have completely let you stay. How did I miss that? <laughs> no, well, no. I, the only reason I know about it is because years ago you offered. Oh, if you're ever in New York, uh, you know yeah, yeah. we've been friends a long time. So, um, and I totally appreciate that. But um, and yeah, I have to audit. That must have been an oversight. You know, I'm, I'm a, I don't look at my phone a lot at work. So sometimes there's like a zillion messages, and you glance. You're like, okay, I'll get back to that later. Mm -hmm. And then you just, I'm sorry, it's in one brain cell and out the other. And, oh, I know. Yeah, but, uh, oh, no, 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 no. I, I was, I, uh, it was more of a joke than yeah. anything, but. Um, um, I just found it funny. It was actually the funniest thing you could have done is just not reply. <laughs> yeah, well, that was my fabulous sense of humor, Brad. <laughs> Ghosted. <laughs> we look like friends. Yeah. Now we're not. Mm. <laughs> you know, for the public to see. I think it was on the one of the one of the Facebook Steadicam groups. But um, oh, you wasn't even like a private message you made. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. That's well, what I'm I saying. I must have done it deliberately. No, I was I'm sure I never saw it. It was completely on the public. Uh. <laughs> oh god, that's too funny. Yeah, I, it, it it is funny with Facebook though. You don't. It's weird how the. I don't think their notifications work very well because now with the podcast, I get shitloads of notifications. Oh yes, and and then I'll click one, like I'll scroll down to the bottom of them, the new ones, and I'll click one. And because I I try to I try to respond to people if they mm -hmm. say something nice or whatever, and um, and then I'll do that and then I'll go to the next one. But then like five others have disappeared, like that you saw before. It's really weird. I don't 
I don't know. Wait, we don't need yeah, to get in the oh, weeds no, about exactly. Facebook. But. Recently, I actually discovered a whole bunch of comments on a thread that I should have responded to on Facebook. And for whatever reason, I didn't get the notifications. Um, so I'll do the pitch for the com since that's the perfect um, segue. No, I, I, I miss the old forum. Um, do pe- you know, I feel bad. I mean, do people still go there? I haven't been there the in years. The traffic's very light. And and for those who, who don't know, I mean, I don't actually technically have anything to do with the forum. It's Tim Tyler's, but uh, yeah. I'm a moderator there. Well, I was a moderator at cinematography.com. Yeah. For right, you I, were. I yeah, still yeah. am, I, I think. So <laughs> Every out of the blue, I'll get I an email of somebody. I quieted down, too. I'm sure it did. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure it did. basically, our stuff went to Facebook. And the problem with that is there's no the search engine is useless. The for right. archival, I don't know how much people actually care about the history anymore. But I was always a fan. The history of uh, you know, steady kill right yeah, to yeah. the green screen. Woo-woo. Right, right, um, right. And the forum is so much better for that. I mean, sometimes I'll see the same question asked a million times on the Facebook. Of course, uh, the Facebook, the, but the the Facebook forum. Yeah, and um, I just finally post a link to the stadium game forum with the answer because it's like well i don't want to type that out again here's a link right yeah of course yeah. of course uh, I, actually that is a good bit of advice for new steadicam operators go to the steadicam forum read read it's read. it's yeah. steadicamforum.com yeah. right steadicamforum.com yeah and and there's so much stuff there when i was starting it was a thing i used to it was my daily routine to check that site and Morning read all coffee, the new posts. Absolutely, every day. It was great, and yeah. cinematography, which was a much bigger endeavor because the traffic there was so much higher than Steadicam. Right, and that was like where um, David Mullen—that's his name, right? David Mullen was uh, always giving great advice on the cinematography. He, one, he right? was indeed, yeah. And that was back before he was the ASC, you know, famous DP is now. It, indeed, it was. It's funny because I knew him from there. Yeah. And then I moved out here. And I don't know what year it was. Maybe oh three, oh four. I got this movie that he was shooting. Oh. Just day playing Steadicam for like eight days on this movie. And um uh finally finally got to meet him. <laughs> He's the guy that put me in a in a rig with a G two and a Pana Flasher and the Z series the Z series, right? Panavision lenses, weren't they Z series? Z? They were those weird they were all different sizes, but some were very heavy. Anamorphic or non anamorphic? Nan- non anamorphic. Hmm. But anyway, um, you know the, the the thing about the great thing about that is after day one, I I, I installed backstraps on my vest. Oh, I, I swear by the backstraps. <laughs> well, I'd never um, used them yeah. before, and then I knew why I, I needed some, them. Some people don't like them. If I recall, Garrett doesn't like them, but I, I oh, swear okay. by them. You know, so teach the road. You know, there's a little bit of um, if you had it this way for so long, you don't you don't want to change. There there's a little bit in, uh, of that in me with the TB6 or just with right. green screen in general. Um, I think there's that a bit with things like the vault for people. Um, you know, just things that come along that are totally new and you're not used to using. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I'm like a simpleton when it comes to equipment. So, <laughs> so am I, I'm just like, ah, but <laughs> change, to- but change scares everybody, yes. you know, and not all change is good, but some is, you know, right. I mean, I look at guys like Larry McConkey and, and Jim, uh, McConkey, his brother, and they just blow my mind because they embrace all of this stuff, and they, you know, they could so easily not change a thing, and they 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 right they grab the ball and run with it, and you could say the same about Garrett and Jerry and you know these guys. Right, so. I, I've I never kudos to them. I've never met um, either of the McConkeys, but um, from from the outside, 
you know, and from what I hear, Larry, I don't know as much about Jim, but Larry is like an innovator. Like he's always trying to like try this thing, try that exactly. thing, try that thing, try that thing. Not that he's building new things, but he's always looking for something new to help him and to use and to integrate and to, you know, constantly, 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 which is a totally different kind of person than I am. I respect that a lot and wish I was more like that actually. <laughs> but, um, but that's, um, that's a good way to be. Actually, speaking of Larry McConkie and the Steadicam Forum, do you remember? Do you remember when he did um, Kill Bill? Yes. And he posted the whole ma- how he made it article. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he he also did one. And it wasn't in the New the York gyros, Times or yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it, yeah. He wrote it on the Steadicam yep. Forum about how he did it. I even remember he used the the fake blood. To, he would step in it because some of their stages and stuff were really slippery and he would step in some of the fake blood as traction for his shoes. That's right. Um, and he talked about the whole over overhead rig that he got pulled up onto for that giant shot that he did. Um, the one of the giant shots that he did in that movie. But anyway, again, to promote the steady camp for up. Yeah. I've, I've no interest in it one way or the well, other. I just that it's a great, just that it's a great either, but yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, great it's a good resource. resource. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if you if you have questions that you're afraid to ask, they've all been asked before. Yeah, almost all on the forum, um, and or if you just have questions that you're not afraid to ask, but they're simple questions, just go there and look. It's like an FAQ for Steadicam. Sure is. Yeah, I used to post there a lot, and um, I probably should delete a lot of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. There's a lot of good info. There. Yeah, it's a good spot. You know, it originally started on AOL. Do you do you know? I that? was not involved in okay. that, but yes, I'm well aware of it. Yeah, I don't know if those have been archived properly. Uh, probably Charles Papert. He keeps everything. Um, Were you a part of that? I was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was. I thought super that was before young. your time. No, to be no, it was like the. It's like I got into Steadicam right when that shit became, like a thing. So because I bought my first rig in '94, and I think that's about when the AOL stuff started up. You know, right. So, and then eventually, I think it was led by Charles Papert again, who who moved it to um, Steadicam Forum. You got Tim Tyler to do that because mm. people wanted to ditch AOL. Cause you had to be, you had to use AOL as like service provider. Yeah, you right, couldn't just right, go right. in. You know, right, it'd be like if it, and the modern first, equivalent would be if Facebook had to be your internet provider in right, order to right, use right, Facebook. Right. You know. And at first, most people, or at least a, a lot, had AOL. That's how right. everybody connect. Right. right. Well, I didn't know Charles. I didn't know he got Tim to do that. That's really funny. I, if I'm remembering it correctly, but I think I am. But there was one point, maybe was it ten years ago, where Tim was like, "We we asked for a separate forum." Isn't there a uh, maybe a, I shouldn't out something here? But isn't there there's a private forum on Steadicam Forum, right? That, that the general public can't see. You have to be invited in. I cannot confirm or deny these rumors. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. What? I, what was it? There was talk of that. There was though. talk of that. Instead, I think we did the newbie form. We sort of went the other direction. Yeah, but there was something else that he did. And there, we, there is a moderator only one, but that's strictly business. Okay, but that's yeah, not that that's not what exactly. I'm talking about. No, and, no, no. You know, I do remember what you're talking no, about. No, because there was something because he was like, look, I'm happy to do it. And then he did a thing where it was like, look, if you'd like to contribute and be a lifelong member of the Steadicam mm-hmm. forum.com, 20 bucks. And I did it. I'm sure yeah. you did. Oh, yeah. Sustaining like, member. And everybody. Yeah. Yes, sustaining yeah. member. Right, 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 right. 
Um, and we all did that. Uh, I don't know about all of us, but I think... If you want to post a classified, you have to be a sustaining member. Is that what it was? Yeah, that was what it was. Ah. But I, I think the cinematography forum had a like pro-only hidden site, but we never did that. On the they Steady definitely Cam. did, yeah. which is why I was trying so hard because oh, it worked well. On right, there. I know, because the whole point, I think the reason we didn't do it is the whole point of the Steadicam form was, it was supposed to be a professional form for professional operators. No, so we went the other direction. You're totally the newbie right. section. No, but you're yeah. totally, I, I agree completely. I know it's, it, it is yeah. a weird little thing because yeah. it's like, it's pros talking and you want the newbies to be able to read it. Right. Which is totally, it's completely correct and true. The problem is, there's a thousand newbies that want to post their comment about it or their question that's that's different. And like I was saying, I would check the forums every day and there'd be 98 new messages yeah. on the cinematography forum. And so, okay, some you can dismiss. It's like a really easy something that blah, blah, blah. And then there's some that like you actually have to read them and then you might know and be able to help somebody. So you want to now respond. And I don't respond like, I double check my info. You know, this is... This is an endeavor. Right. Very opposite to Facebook where... where Correct. Forms, yes, where it's like Correct. Uh, two, two sentence answers off the top of your head. Right. Yes. So, the, so the, the, the goal and the accomplishment and the idea of the pro forum on... And actually, I think they can read it, but they can't post on it. You have to be approved to post. That's what I think it is. Oh. That way, when you go to the pro forum, there aren't 49 comments from people who... Either aren't at that level yet, or don't know what they're talking about, or a student asking a question, or whatever. Because that's it's just separating the wheat from the chaff right. kind of thing, and just allowing it to be a real a conversation where it's like, what if I do this? Okay, what about this? Well, I did this once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like legit, like thread instead of like, hey, I'm new. Can any of you mentor me? You know what I mean? Or whatever the whatever the thing is. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there are places for these things. So. Anyway, I've been we've been blabbing about the forums for a while, yep. but I, I had forgotten how big a part of my life they were for a while, and now I'm well, sort of before social media. Yeah, I mean, that was our social media. You're I right. Guess. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm I'm like moonwalking away from Facebook. Right. You know, unfortunately, I've debated deleting Facebook so many times. Yeah, me too. But it's for me, it's the only one I do. I don't do Instagram. I got rid of LinkedIn. I got rid of LinkedIn after I, I never used it, and I opened it one day, and I was like, oh, there's a message from six months ago. And I was like, oh, well, this is not a good way for me to communicate, so mm -hmm. I deleted the account. Mm -hmm. But uh, not no, too useful for our business. I think Instagram's so much better. Um, Instagram probably makes the most sense. I just don't want to get dragged into another one. I, so I that's why I don't I do you. it, but I, I actually... Well, the only reason I... Like, the only reason I... my psyche, or, you know... Uh, right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's pictures exactly. it's visual. That's, that's what i mean it's more yeah my, my style but yeah yeah um and it's more creative in a general yeah. sense but but um like facebook is not creative at all <laughs> um and like i used to post articles and comment on people's stuff about my personal beliefs about this or that or whatever and it's really nice like i don't know just the other day i, I haven't posted on there besides podcast related stuff i haven't posted shit in a while and i said um I'm having a problem with the post office. Does anybody oh, I, have I, any I, I any tricks that. for yeah, calling? Yeah. Because I called and they were like, "It'll it will be between a 32 and 52 minute wait." I'm like, "What the fuck?" So, um, so anyway, um, 
nobody had any tricks. The trick was just go down to your local post office. The problem is I don't know where this registered letter is that I... Mm. Because there's many branches around. I don't know where they dis- distribute from. But it's my car title. <laughs> I paid my car off a while ago, and they sent me this registered letter, and they, they put one notice. And so, okay, so I signed it, and I did all this stuff. And, you know, please re-deliver. And, and it said, how would you like it delivered? In my mailbox downstairs. You know, secure. Nothing. Never again. So, I, anyway. Um, blah, blah, blah. My problems. No, no. The wow, amount, the whiskey's kicking the, in hard. Oh boy, <laughs> the amount of missing mail and my in New York is amazing. I, I constantly catch stuff that never showed up. So I'm like, okay, what does that mean? I don't know about they didn't show up. Uh, and my bullet, uh, our post office are all behind bulletproof glass. It's and it's like very strange. So I spend a lot on FedEx every year. Yeah, I um, actually, there's a good tip in here. I lost. I was in Chicago during tax season on a show, and I had my mail forwarded. Mm-hmm. I had an apartment there. That was Empire, right? Yes. Yes. And it was fine, 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 fine. And then, I don't know, February happened, and I just, I checked my mailbox, and there'd be nothing in it every day for a long time. And I I didn't think much of it because it was all like resident, you know, junk mailers, like two resident kind of thing. And then once in a while, because I don't get that much mail anyway. Then I come back in March and I go to do my taxes. <laughs> and I realize I haven't gotten one W-2, one oh. 1099. It was all gone. So I happen to have a friend whose wife is, I don't know how high up, but she's been at the post office in, you know, corporate part for a very long time. And um, she asked her boss who asked like uh, the big boss or something like, I don't know how high up it went. The answer that came back to me was, we have a lot of problems with uh, that branch in Chicago. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not getting my mail back? They're like, no. So I flipped out. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to... I can't remember all the jobs. Anyway, long story short, the IRS will allow you to see all your stuff online now. And it's just a very new thing that's been a few years or something. So anyway, IRS, whatever... Um, and so it, so I actually use it now to double check what I have against what they have. Cause sometimes people forget to send you 1099s. Oh, yeah. Maybe you lose one in the mail and you don't want to get, you don't want to, you don't want to not pay. No, I had one. It turned out it went to an old address. I think it was for $50,000 or some you know, big one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so it was like a run of a show or yeah, a lot exactly. of a show or something. rental for the, you know, whatever the show. I don't remember the exact right. amount. It was but a two-day mul- rental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, mul- <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes. That was my Preston. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, you fill out the same damn start paperwork, get all these jobs. Uh-huh. And they must have just looked at my name, saw the zip code, didn't realize I had moved within the same zip code. But it was like a year or two after I moved. It's like, why do we do start paperwork? Right. If they don't actually check this stuff. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, you know, there's a whole thing about writing our social security number on everything. Yeah. And um, so a couple of years ago, there was a whole thing where you don't have to write it. They have it on file. That's why you do an I-9 or whatever at the at the contract services right. that the producers run. So they always have it. So no problem. You, we, there's like, f- what, five payroll companies. Realistically, you should just put down your name, your address, the last four digits of your social, and like some magical union code number, and this should be all you should have to put in. Right. I mean, everything should pop up. 
They're starting to put it online now. So that makes sense. Um, and so once you've done the initial that, it's all saved. So then you come in for the new job and you change what you need to change. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, you haven't had no, that yet? No, no. E EP's doing that, um, at least out here. I, I, yeah. I, maybe they're trying it here and then it'll spread. I don't know. But um, And I'm sure other ones will do it too. Um, no, but... Uh, but you know, we write our social security number if, for a start packet. Sometimes you write it ten times. Oh, it's a, it's a recipe for identity theft. Oh yeah, and 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 so I've been on shows where I just didn't write it, and then they call me, hey, we we didn't get your social, blah blah blah. I'm like, well, I'll give you the last four, you know, and then they're like, no no no, we have to have the whole thing, and I'm like, and it's you're handing it to a second who's handing it to an AD essentially yeah. pretty much and it's like being passed around to the whole world I, I day played once I got home the next day I got a call from the office going hey um, we, we couldn't find your start paperwork can, can you uh, send it to us again I'm like what do you mean first of all it takes 20 minutes to do it you're going to put me on the clock second right. of all what the hell happened to it like who who has every bit of information about me mm-hmm but the, the the thing is, you know, as we're talking about this, I'm realizing like it's kind of the least of our worries. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> your your social is not the most important number in your life anymore, as far as identity theft and things go. Do you know what is? What? Don't your, tell me your phone, phone number. number? Really? Oh. Yeah. Your cell phone number. I, oh, I, the I thing that's all over my website. And I, <laughs> you may yeah. you may want to rethink that. Okay. Uh, honestly, um, I don't know. Look, at, look it Actually, up yourself. I, I got to look and see if it is if it's even on my website. It might just be because we're all so email okay. easy now. Yeah. Like you know, email me. Yeah. Like because that you can just delete if things go wrong. You know, <laughs> but but that phone number is so connected to us. You know, and and um, but anyway, uh, no, but like you got hacked in the Sony hack probably had you worked for Sony I had yeah I got the free whatever shoe yeah for two years for two and then years, I yeah. and then we all got hacked right after that yeah. right I know um, I have another one going through not experience through our union uh, no through our health through UCLA they got hacked they're paying for my I, I don't know there's always somebody paying for like life life lock or well I'll be entertainment partners next or because as we move all that to online you know yeah, oh, of course hacked. right 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 but don't you think you don't think it was online already uh, exactly of course it was so but no but it's a new thing with life so like actually the the lesser chance of things getting stolen is paperwork excuse me it's going to be more of a it's it's going to be a file like filling out paperwork and then throwing them in a dumpster. Yeah. Nobody's dumpster diving for it. They're just keystroking, right? Am I crazy? No, I think that's... Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. What I'm noticing is your bourbon has not gone down very yeah. much. Yeah, well, you know. And I'm not, I'm not pressuring you or anything, but, you know, f feel, free to, feel free to have a drink with me. <laughs> because I've re-poured already, and Alec, Alec's ice is melting uh, like crazy. You're ruining the illusion here. <laughs> I have a reputation to maintain. <laughs> So maintain it. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to help. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> maybe we should talk about work. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right, right. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you were you were saying that um, uh, you you worked for like the last ten months was like two shows or uh, three back to back projects. Yes. Yeah, so, really quick, like like a couple weeks off in between kind of thing. 
Um, but they're all like out right now, so that's the fun thing. But. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you were saying there's a movie that just came out. What was it called? See uh, you yesterday. See you yesterday on Netflix. Actually, I was telling you, I'll 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 enlighten the audience. I lost my notes on Alec because we agreed to do this. I don't know, a couple weeks ago, week uh, and a half, something, like something that, or whatever yeah. it was. And um, so I made some notes on him, and I cannot find them, and I didn't realize it until about a half hour before he got here. <laughs> Right about the time the water overflowed and oh, well, took mean, out the hallway. Or, oh, meanwhile, I, I, I cleaned out the cat's litter box so that it was nice and clean for him, which I, I, I pretty much always do. And as I went to the uh, uh, the trash chute, I, the, the, the paper bag handles broke and it went everywhere. So I'm out in the, the, in the courtyard with a hose and a, and a scoop trying to put it. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> so I had no time to do anything extra, um, <clears throat> but uh, where, where were we? Sorry. Oh, so see you yesterday. Yeah, you said you it yesterday. got, it's a Netflix movie, it's right? It's a Netflix movie. And I watched a trailer and it looks, it actually looks really good. By the way, great soundtrack for the trailer. I don't know if that's a soundtrack for the movie uh, at all. The, the, yes. The, the, I've actually only seen it once. It, we went, had the premiere at Tribeca Film Festival a few weeks ago. And did you go? You yeah, went I to did. Oh, I oh, went. cool. And, and it, the best part about it uh, is not a single person in the Q&A was like, raised their hand, you know, usually, what'd you shoot on? What was the budget? You know, all those film fe- festival questions you get. Right. It was uh, all about and the budget question, the, bu- the budget question that they never answer. Exactly. Yes. Because they, le- they legally probably can't answer because they're trying to sell the movie. <laughs> well, this was actually... Paid for by Netflix, so it was oh, pretty okay. pre yeah, done. But right, um, right, right. but you know, it, it's sorry, but anyway, it's a time travel cinema. story with uh, whole Black Lives Matter and police profiling, you know, undertones, which I'm not giving anything away. That's very clear in the oh yeah trailer. In the trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole Q and A was just amazing because it was really about you know the social why this happens, where can we go with it, what's the solution, and it was this incredibly deep Q and A, and you know, I was just sitting there like, wow, this is great. I'm glad it was a part of this. You were film. in the audience. Yes. I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it'd be nice if they give you a little uh, love, but uh, you know, they didn't. They didn't even bring up the producers and DP. They just brought up the director. I think. Okay. Yeah. So that's fair. That's normally the yeah. way it is. Yeah. I was just kidding around. Sure. <laughs> um, no, I I liked it. You know, the the whole thing with the uh, the 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 black kid gets shot by cops with the phone in his hand. He pulls right. the phone out of his pocket and they shoot him. And that's prescient. It's that seems like it happens once a week yeah. or something close to that. And um, <clears throat> um, and I, I, I anyway, I, I liked it. And then and then the trailer. Watch the trailer. It's pretty cool. And it takes like a. You can stop the podcast and watch it, so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but it takes like this turn to time travel, and it. The thought I had while watching it was, oh. It's Groundhog Day with a social component, with a big, like, well, social justice. I kind of hate the social justice line. I don't know why. Because I, I, I support that stuff, um, but I don't know why I hate that. But anyway, it's got that, it's got that tint to it or that, that, that lean to it or whatever the right word is. Um, but it looks really good. As a matter of fact, I might watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently it's um, 
Oh, it got good reviews. Yeah, you said. it's got good reviews. Yeah. And, and then the producer sent me some data, which I won't. Netflix is so private about that. I'll just say it is off the charts, like globally. The success is way beyond anything anyone predicted. So that's not, kind of fun. Do not say any numbers. I will not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's okay. We said that he told me, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, well, we didn't say who. We didn't so. say who. Yes, there's multiple <coughs> producers, and we didn't say the numbers. But they, uh, they have they are said through the roof. Oh, good. Yeah. They have said, and you're going to tell me that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, if if you want, but um, uh, they have said that they're going to start sharing that at some oh, point. Good. I think next year. Or so I forget what I, I just, and maybe I'm off, but I think I heard that. Um, but no, I know I've I've heard from other people I know they do let them in on like, oh, here's the numbers we did and blah blah blah, and um. Some of it is pretty crazy. <laughs> Some of the ones I've heard are like, I mean, off the chart, off the chart, crazy amounts of people. And when you realize, I think 140 million people have Netflix. It's Sorry, households. Oh, wow. Yeah. Households. So there could be five people. There could be 10 people in that household. And also, we know there's password sharing. So like... Right, right. They... they have like... They know the exact number of down, downloads or views, but then they interpolate how many people are actually watching it they find an average like oh well you know x number of people watch it by themselves some households are four people watching it so then they right. they, they come up with an estimated number of the actual views versus the well it's the probably streams but fairly simple i mean they can't figure out an exact number but right. it's fairly simple to come up with a really accurate um uh uh guess because they know how many how many people are in each Oh, maybe they don't. Nobody ever asked me if I have 12 people living here or if it's just me. So I don't know. Maybe they don't. But I guess by average number of people in America and... Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It's bourbon. 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 Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, by the... Oh, he wants to cheers me again. You know, if you want to cheers so much, you better drink Start more. Start drinking faster. Hmm. <laughs> But um, I'm not gonna pull a Ron. I love Ron. <laughs> it's uh, we're only forty minutes in, buddy. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be making any definitive statements. Actually, his his podcast was great. I really was. Yeah, you know the great thing about Ron is, well, there are a lot of good things about Ron. He's a good dude. He's a good friend. He's a fun guy. He likes to joke around, but he's very honest. You know, he's also a brilliant operator, and he thinks the yeah, he's a great he, he's a great operator. He's a great operator, and and um, and that's why he works constantly. You know, and but he's really honest with people. As a matter of fact, I wish I could be. I wish I had that level of. I don't know if bluntness is the right word. It's probably not, but like strategic honesty, where. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to smile and take it from anybody kind of thing, you know? You just tell them where you stand in a polite or a, just more of a matter of fact, like not an, not an aggressive or mean or insulting or whatever, but you say to them what you think, period, and the message gets delivered. And nobody gets mad about it. I wish I, I think he has that, and I, I don't think I do. Right. Maybe it's a courage thing. Maybe I don't have enough courage, Alec. 
think it's a little delivery. I mean, I call him Teflon Ron sometimes because, you know, he things don't stick. He can get away with saying things. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I've never I've never heard that before. That's a good one. I like that one. All right, he's Teflon Ron now. Okay, sorry, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So you did. So you did that movie. That was that was in New York, right? That was in New York. Yeah. Um, in the in the in the city in Manhattan. In, mostly Brooklyn. Uh, mostly Brooklyn. Ste- okay. Stefan cool. Bristol, the director, young director at NYU. It's actually this great story where. Oh, is he really young? I uh, pretty young. Yeah, he and Felipe uh, Vera de Rey, the DP, went to NYU together, and. Oh. Um, Spike Lee was one of Stefan's um, professors, and they made a short. Spike Lee teaches at NYU? Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So huh. they made a short with the same title, and it got sh- shown on HBO in a bunch of places, and uh, Spike became the producer of this, and they got the money together. Now, one of the producers of this, um, along with a couple other great producers, he uh, and they got the money together for this, and Stefan stuck to his guns and made sure the same kids were actually cast in the leads so that's why they're unknowns uh, um, yeah but the, the I noticed I recognize a lot of supporting cast yeah they're exactly. great they're, they're great like cameo and these I great away, character a, actor yeah. faces that you've seen a lot well I just watched the trailer yeah. so I, I can't I can't yeah. spoil anything but um, no but you see all these great these like super great actors like anyway I just I thought it looked good. Uh, thank you. They're very yeah, so. So movies. they so they made it and then they sold it to Netflix. No, it was it was uh, from day one. It was actually a Netflix oh. original. So when you say they got the money, you yes. mean they got Netflix? They to got say Netflix yes. to say yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Fair enough. <laughs> now, because yeah. I know other other, you know, my friend Susan's movie was a Netflix, ne- you know, quote unquote Netflix original, right. which it was. Yeah. But they made that movie and then they sold it to Netflix. So Netflix was not involved in it. I knew Netflix was involved in this from day one when they called me. So, right. um, yeah, that's cool. How um, how was it working for Netflix? I've done it once, but it was a series, and I was covering for somebody, and then doing second. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, you know? uh, my experience with Netflix is they're great. I've done some TV shows with them too, and they don't they don't hover over you. They let you do your thing. They they hire people they trust. And they get a, given a long leash. I mean, they're one of the better ones. Yeah. You know, if I have my drug... Business-wise, yeah. how they treat you? Oh, great. Good. I mean... Okay. Yeah. They, uh... Yeah. It's good. Well, I think it's funny because in the studio world, I think we get kind of screwed. So, like, if you work on a movie that's a big hit... Mm-hmm. So, I'm assuming... I don't know any numbers, but I'm assuming this movie is a hit for Netflix. Right. Well, I don't think they're going to call me and give me more money, if that's what you mean. <laughs> no, no, no. They're not. Um, you're right. But they aren't either if it's universal. Right. But let's say it makes... Let's say it's... I don't even know what the budget was. Relatively low. I mean, it was... Like $10 million. Something. Uh, yeah. I don't let's know. call it 10 just sure. for the sake of sure. argument. If it makes $100 million in a, in a theater, that's a big hit. The director, the producer, like certain people have points, actors, whatever. Some of those people get rich off that one movie. Yep. Okay, so if that happens on Netflix, they do not get rich. Unless they have their own special deal. And look, I know Netflix pays certain producers $100 million or whatever it is. Ryan Murphy and Shonda mm-hmm. Rhimes or whatever. That's different. And the Obamas, that's different. And that, by the way, has nothing to do with how their stuff performs. You know, historically... 
it's built into projects like DGA. They get residuals on all this stuff. Actors, they get money. The better it does, the more money they get. And and a really big hit can literally make someone rich enough to retire. Right. <laughs> Maybe and, not in California and, you know, or New York. In, but. in this case, I, I'm sure Stefan will get another film. I'm sure he'll bring Felipe yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. Felipe. No, 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 I'm not saying he's doing poorly. I'm just yeah, yeah. saying it's a different world because we're treated the same and they do not have any of this stuff. Right. Um, you know, the re- they get a one-time residuals thing. The way I understand it, and I'm I'm not I'm trying not to umbrella everything, but a kind of general deal. The way I understand it is they get one chunk of residuals after the movie comes out, and that's it. Period. And it's you know it's not millions at all. It's not that much right. money. <laughs> like so. Anyway, I just I just find it funny. So it, well, it's just an interesting business thing to to look into. To, to follow for later to see like how how does that go you know what I mean mm-hmm. because they tell us on normal movies and TV oh we, we pay your residuals into your pension or some bullshit whatever it is I don't know I don't know what it is you'd know more but anyway but those people just get checks I mean I'd rather right. have a check I don't know about you <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, this This was a low-budget union film. Um, yeah. The producers are great. They We found a very good middle ground that most low-budget films won't find. But Yeah, okay. They, you know, they, to be blunt, they wanted me, and that's always flattery gets you everywhere. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good. No, that's good. And sorry, I'm, I'm not... I, I'm- I'm not even trying to talk specifically yeah. about this movie. You seem yeah. a little mum on the thing, mm-hmm. on the subject. And I'm not trying to, like, drag out any details of this thing i'm just saying in a very general sense it's interesting maybe not in a great way for the above the line folks how the how the business is going i don't know we'll see right um i don't know i don't know how amazon does things but um or hulu or anything but i've done a bit with amazon as well Mm -hmm. um there we go you know i i think streaming is kind of really where everything's at now well i mean we all know that's where the world is going yeah Obviously, it's definitely the golden age of television now. I mean, people finally figured out instead of making TV that anybody should be able to tune in and within three minutes know everything that's going on at any point in the season. They realize that's the worst way to make TV. Yes. Now that I mean, I guess it really could have started with home video, but now that you can watch things on demand, you have this powerful way to tell a story over. Right, ten hours or twenty hours or ten hours a season, and so now mm-hmm. we have a hundred-hour story instead of a two-hour story. Yeah, and suddenly you have much deeper storytelling pockets to tell your story. You're right. No, you're totally right, and it's so much more immersive, and uh, it's more like a book. Yes, I've what I'm interested in is what what will happen to features because right now features are stuff you've never heard of. Look, I, I went. I was going to go to a movie with a friend at the Landmark in L.A. recently, mm-hmm. and we looked. There was uh, Endgame out, uh, uh, Avengers, and then they have like eight theaters, and then seven movies neither of us had ever heard of, and didn't sound that interesting. And they're right. all very indie, and I'm into indie. I like small movies, but they're not making these. There's so few in, the, in between movies anymore. There's no middle class anymore. Not just right. people. I don't want to go down that hole. No, no. You can't know That's not this <laughs> podcast. But, but it's true with movies too. I mean, right. It's like you've got your two dollar movie and your two hundred million dollar tentpole movie, and not a whole lot in between. Right. They're, they're, there's a little bit of a comeback in that front, but not really. I mean, right. 
you don't hear about a lot of forty, fifty million dollar movies anymore. It it's either like, under ten, yeah, exactly, under f- or over a hundred, exactly. Right. I mean, Jeff Haley even said to me, "Oh, it was kind of low budget." Oh, the billion or whatever. That no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I think oh. was he talking about Joker? He was like, "Oh, it, was, oh, oh, it right. wasn't. It wasn't a high budget movie. It was only like eighty million. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Sorry if I'm misquoting myself or yeah, misquoting yeah. Jeff here. That was but a fabulous podcast, by the way. He's a great guy. But um, no, but but it, it's true. There's like this crazy echelon and then the nothing, right. you know? And, and so I'm very curious what's going to happen with... So there's going to become this very concise filmmaking thing, you know? And there are certain stories that are better for a film than a TV show, right? That was a cat, by the way. That was that was that was me. <laughs> that was me trying to hide a little burp, little burpy. But um uh no, I mean, um like Jordan Peele is making a couple of these movies. Right. Um oh, uh what's the office guy that made uh the a quiet place? These are like the the standouts of of that Right, that world, right? They're not a million dollars. I don't know what the budgets were, probably not high, but ten million dollars, maybe or eight million dollars or something, and they make like this really original, good film. But like, and I haven't seen a Quiet Place, but from what I understand about it, and maybe I'm super way off, but it doesn't sound like something that would work for a whole season of television. Yeah, right. So you've seen it, so you. No, you, I haven't actually seen it, but oh, from but the way concept, it sounds, yes, right? Exactly. Right. Way it doesn't sound because isn't that the whole deal? There's like no right. Sound, there's right? not right. Yeah, yeah. So right. So it's like this is like the perfect place for a movie to be. Right. Right. Whereas books, like right after see you yesterday, I went and did the pilot. It was actually the first two episodes of a show called um, Nosferatu that actually just premiered two nights ago, Sunday night on AMC. And it's based on this Joe Hill it's book. It's spelled some super weird way. Uh, yes, because it's a license plate. N O S four A two. Yeah, and, uh. it's, and apparently that's the book as well, which I have, have not read, but it's incredibly creepy and dark. And I actually I'm excited to watch it as a fan because uh, you know I did the like I said the first two episodes with one director and one DP, and we had all had previous commitments, so we all left. But they shot ten episodes, so I know what happens in the first two. So I'm all excited to see the next. You know. Um, eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, w- where is that? That they shot in Rhode Island. Um, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Wrong answer to the maybe the wrong question. Where is it that we can see it? Oh, uh, AMC. Sorry. <laughs> oh, AMC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you actually already Did said I, that. Okay. Shit. Sorry. No, well, no problem. <laughs> actually, the idea that it's AMC actually makes me want to watch it more. Right, because they make some great stuff. Yeah, they do. And uh, was yeah. it Sony? I actually don't know. Most most AMC stuff Sony, it seems like. I don't remember. Well, everything yeah. I've ever done for AMC was Sony. Okay. That's why. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't remember? I, I could... No. <laughs> this was last fall. I went from that right on to The Good Fight. So All right. Uh, on The Good Fight. The Good Fight, which I've not seen. Brilliant. I, number, best show, one review called it the best show on TV no one's ever seen. <laughs> but, yeah. It's funny because I loved... Is it the same producers from The Good Wife? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Brooke, the, Brooke Kennedy and Robert and Michelle King. and Right, the married couple. Robert yes, and Michelle King, right. Yeah. So, I was such a giant fan of The Good Wife. It was my favorite show when it was on. Oh, good. Wow. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's the best show of all time right. of television. But for a network show on CBS... 
It was fantastic. Um, the writing was great. Well, Robert and Michelle are unbelievably good writers. They really yes. Yeah, well, I watched their yeah. other show, Brain Dead. Right, which I actually haven't seen, but it sounds so up my alley. I think it was just a little too strange for network TV. Is that yeah. your interpretation? or? Yeah. Um, I don't think... I don't know that it has to do with network TV. I'll say this. Number one, I liked all the people in it. Mm-hmm. But they had this weird... It was like you get this brain bug thing from a flower and blah, blah, blah. It was a very, it was a little, you know, it was a little sci-fi-ish, fantasy-ish in the, and they, I don't know that they ever, they explained it quite a lot, but, and it's set in Washington, D.C. I hear it's basically absurdist, is that? Because that was one review of the Good Fight is it's, they called it fabulous absurdist humor, and I think that's true. I, I actually look at the Good Fight. I consider it a comedy. I mean, it's really hilarious, even though it's really? drama. But it's it's sort of that really witty, okay, funny humor. Well, there was certainly comedy in The Good Wife at times, mm-hmm. like um, kind of outrageous kind of stuff. But um, Brain Dead, I don't know. It just didn't. I think it's a really great idea. I think it was very very political, as is The Good Fight, right? But, and which is why it's on and so streaming. Is the, and so is The Good Wife. Yeah. Um, not as much probably but it was you know an allegory for like you know and it happened to i think people on both sides but uh, uh, actually no it was really like the it was like republicans have a brain disease and it's 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 like bugs in their head and that's what's wrong with them and it's a little it was way too on the nose i haven't seen it but as one of I think it was Renee Kraut, my amazing focus puller on The Good Fight. And an old friend of mine, I think he was the one telling me. And if I'm wrong, Renee, uh, sorry, but that isn't there like if, if you have an extreme orgasm, the bug goes away, you kill the bug or something? That I don't remember. I, I may be completely wrong. But that, I, I, I'm not saying so you're the, wrong. There's like these crazy scenes of people trying to get rid of the bug like that, but I, I don't know. Oh, I no, seen it, it. it like crawls out of your head I mean, it's really <laughs> gross it, it was kind of it was mm-hmm. really freaking gross and like um but no I, I mean the whole point of it was like all the good guys were like democrats and then all the crazy fucking people were republicans who it, it turns out they all had this bug in their head you know what i mean it was like aliens controlling mm-hmm. them almost and they're all cuckoo bananas and it's just so on the nose and you know, I have my own beliefs politically, whatever. But, like, I don't know. It just felt... I'll tell you this. I have so much respect for them as show creators. And I don't know all I, I don't know all the names who did this show versus who did Good Wife. Good Wife is so... It's so brilliantly written and, and acted. Um, I could never talk shit about them. But mm-hmm. uh, my criticism of, of, of Braindead is more about... The network wanted, probably wanted the good wife to keep going. I'm guessing. I don't know. Who knows? But they wanted their, they wanted them to keep working for them. So like when good wife ended, they're like, let's do a show. Let's do a show. We got, and they just threw, threw everything at the wall, hoping they'd, and they, and they picked this up as an interesting idea, which it is interesting. Right. And then, you know, I mean, look, the truth is network people aren't always the most creative they're not I, terrible I'm people. I'm going to speculate and, on that. Please do. And, and it's, 
I think after the good wife, Robert and Michelle got a blank check to do whatever they want, and they chose to make this wacky show. You're and, saying it way more succinctly yeah. than I am. Yes. And, and it just didn't work out rating-wise. So, not that they would be... you more bourbon. Yeah, yes, pour me more bourbon. So it's not that they would be in the doghouse, but that, so how about a spinoff of the good wife? And then we can give you another blank check, but it's something that we know what we're getting. And not that we have a blank check, but you know what I mean. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, interpretation, sure. and that's gone so no, well. No, they want to do business they, Robert with Robert and Michelle now have another... They just did a pilot, and now they're going to series on another show called Evil. Oh, they are? Yes, really? Yes, Oh, cool. So, which I'm not... It's going to overlap with a good fight. I have nothing to do with that, but it's... Other than I think it's going to be great. I've cool. seen stills from the pilot, and... Are they shooting there? Yeah, they're shooting in New York. Gotcha. It was funny that The Good Wife was set in Chicago, shot in New York. Right. And so was The Good Fight, Yes. Sorry, oh, that was set in Chicago, yes, too? Yes, exactly. Well, you know what? It's a great winter job because it's mostly interior. <laughs> right. So that's not... That's the thing about Empire. All the shows that yeah. were there when I was there, it's like Chicago PD, Chicago yeah. Fire. Oh, um, what were the other ones? Anyway, they're out all the time. We were yeah. in all the time. No, we were in a lot. Oh, it's brilliantly shot by Fred Murphy, ASC. Who also oh, shot really? the good oh, wife. Cool. And, and, and Tim Guinness, who was his gaffer for 30 years, but uh, also co-shot a bunch of The Good Wife. There's oh, cool. Two fabulous guys to work with. And I'm going to give a shout-out to... I already mentioned Renee, my focus puller, but sorry. Uh, <laughs> Brian Edmiston, my Dolly Grip. Could very well be the best I've ever worked with. Oh, really? He shot like two four zero widescreen, ninety percent of the shows. Dolly geared head, just beautiful frame. I mean, it's, uh, what a great experience. Cool, that's you know. fun. A lot of Steadicam. Uh, you know, honestly, no. They kind of hate Steadicam. Those producers, so we would use it when when, when you they could, need to. Yeah, you would use it right. when you couldn't do it on a dolly, basically. Right. I would see a lot of stuff in The Good Wife where they just had to go from the elevator to the office. And yeah, there was some of that. Area, I, yeah. I think this show, frankly, is all a little. It, they, they, it's the same people, so it's not an insult to the old one. It's just I think they they brought it to the next level. It's almost you know all primes again widescreen. Well, everything yeah. they learned yeah. from that show is going to inform everything they do after. Exactly. Of course, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you get better. I mean, that, that it's not an insult at all. It's a compliment yeah. to say that they've improved on something good. Right. Yeah, that's great. Um, who did the Good Wife? Do you know? Was it a guy named who I don't know, or maybe a girl? I'm not sure. Sandy Hayes. Uh the Good Wife. The majority of the seasons were done by Peter Nolan, my good friend Peter Nolan, a camera operator, and Sandy Hayes was the B steady. Okay, yeah. And then I don't. Uh, How about that for memory? That show's been off memory. the air for and years. One, and my good friend Sandy, one of the few Sandy came up at my wedding. Um, he was their a op. Nobody else showed up last huh? season, and he finally, you know, I think after ten years, you move on. So he. he oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. So I inherited his big shoes. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, so. gotcha. You you totally missed my cutting remark. Oh, which? Oh, sorry. You said one of the few steady cam ops at my wedding, uh-huh. and I said, "Oh, nobody showed up." yeah, But I had to nail um, you with. <laughs> had to make sure it hit. <laughs> well. Uh, Alex Hearing's going because he's drank about three quarters of the mm-hmm. bottle of bourbon Actually, so we, far. That's not a bad dent. We're, we're doing all right. Yeah, we're doing all we're right. We're doing all right. We are we are not at Ron Baldwin levels yet. Well, it's the night is he kind of young. <laughs> Actually, and, speaking, and mom, if you're listening, this is apple juice. It's all a lie. <laughs> speaking of that, um, let's take a minute because I need I need ice, and we are. How long do you think we've been doing this? So I, far? I have actually no idea. Take a while, guess. Uh, I, well, you said 40 minutes a while ago. I'm going to say an hour. Are we at the oh. hour? 
we're at like 57 minutes I think. okay so it's the hour <laughs> hour ice break yeah okay we're taking a break very good all right, all right. Wait, what'd you say? I said fresh booze. Yeah, fresh booze is good. <laughs> fresh ice is good. <laughs> I just want to make sure I recorded you saying fresh booze. Oh, no, is that what we are now? Okay, <laughs> great. Fresh booze. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, let me actually start with two two plugs. Can I do that? Wait, by the way, oh, yes. I just realized I looked down at my sheet of paper oh. and you said something about a cameo um, in, in See You Yesterday. Oh, yes, I did. And I realize I know who it is. Yeah. I'm not saying it. Yeah. It's, you know, some of the reviews of... You'll figure it out in about yeah. one minute if it, you look for it. Yes. But um, if you don't want to know, that's Yeah, that's yeah, fine I know. Too. Some of the reviews have pointed it out. But I know Stefan, our, our director, didn't want it out there. Like, uh, early versions of the trailer, I think, had it in there. He's like, are you high? No. So... Right, right, right. It's... it's not a surprising one, and it's early in the film, but I'll leave it at that. And by the way, that man is one of the most inspirational men. Hey, you wait, could ever don't, don't talk yep, about it, who it that's is. That's it. I'm not. That's it. Just <laughs> it. There we go. I'm moving on. Shameless plugs. One no, is it's, free. It's like Bill Murray in, in, in Zombieland. Oh, on the plane on the way out here, I watched uh, Bill, Murray te- uh, Bill Murray stories. You did? Yeah. Oh, I watched that months ago. Yeah, I was like, oh, Bill. Isn't it yeah, great? It is great. It's. I, I wore out a VHS copy in high school of um, Where the Buffalo Room. You know, I've never seen that. I'm a big Hunter Thompson fan, and he was great. In some ways, I think it's still the best Hunter Thompson movie. Hunter S. Thompson wrote that? No, well, it, it's no, it's it's a. Tell me about it because I don't a know. Compila- it's it's a fictional film that takes parts of all his books and weaves it into a movie. And Bill Murray plays Hunter Thompson. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's I don't remember. It's got to be late seventies, early eighties. Oh, I didn't like know I said, that. I said I wore it on a VHS, but. Uh, I may have done some questionable things watching that movie as a young lad. So, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's great. Bill Murray's great in that, and I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, Peter Boyle plays his sidekick. It's oh really? It's, yeah. Oh, it's great. The lawyer. It's oh, it's it's great. Peter Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really. That's funny. Okay, what are these shameless? Oh, plugs well, one that is for you. Because here's what I'm gonna say. Because you talk about your. Um, <laughs> Your, your page and for people who aren't supporting you you should because if you give him five bucks a month you'll get to you know hear how gender and I met so, <laughs> which is a great story I can say that on here right that, that, that sure you, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah because I get to you know explain that yeah, before yeah. this whole podcast yeah no we did our we yeah. did we did best day worst day which is on patreon.com yeah. slash walking backwards and, and my best day on set ever was the day I met my wife and you get to hear that story if you subscribe so there you go that's a shameless plug for you that's not why by the way that's not thank you i appreciate you saying that that's not why i did it like if you don't you know if you don't want to do support it that's fine i know but i'm and i want i'm I'm more about spreading the info Mm -hmm. to everybody than anything else but there are people supporting it and so i was like shit i have to do something for them like it's been a long time it's been almost a year since i started the patreon thing and I've been thinking for a while, like, geez, what can I do that's like... Because I've always said that the, the podcast will be free. You know, Walking yeah. Backwards will be free. Great and, title, by the way. I'm sure you hear that all thanks, the time. Man. But it really, it rocks. That's, thanks. Yeah. I think I did good. Actually, I was thinking about the See You Yesterday title, and I think that's a fucking great title, too. I agree. Yeah. Uh, for the movie. Yeah. 
Um, no, no, it's just a, it's just like an extra segment for people who are our supporters, and um, and so I think that that it's a thank you to them. And if it encourages them to keep being supporters, awesome. And if it encourages other people to be supporters, cool. If it doesn't, that's fine. I don't care. But I'm just trying to do something nice for them. And it's not like, because that's not, a, I'm not a, um, there are people who really want me to like ask, you know, they're like, well, I have 10 questions you should ask them. And I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. I don't need, <laughs> like, uh, uh, and, yeah. and I'm, I don't want to ask everybody the same question. I'm not James Lipton, you know, or what, whatever. I, I, I mean, I love the length of these podcasts and the way. It, I don't mean the word meander in a bad way, but let's face it, they meander. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. And I think that's a good thing. It's it's sort of like, let's go here, let's go here, let's go back to here. And, they intentionally meander. Yeah. I mean, I try to keep them on track in a general sense, but like... Um, Depends on how much whiskey we've had. You sure why not <laughs> no but no but um i really do mean like i try to um i try to let the conversation go where it goes and there were times actually that again we were talking a little inside baseball off the mics but yeah um i'll give you a little more inside baseball there was a moment when i was like fuck man i i need to stop telling stories and talking so much i need to let them talk all the time and then later I was like, um, <laughs> this sounds so egotistical. It sounds jerkish, but I have some all right stories. And you're I have like some... the Gonzo podcast instead of Gonzo <laughs> journalism. Well, you're, you're, you know, it's a podcast, a little bit of Brad's point of view. Right. Sure. Sure. But I mean, if we're talking and, and look, I would rather my guests speak more than me. I'd rather shut up and listen to like a awesome 20 minute story. We talked about Jeff Haley. Yeah, that, that that's a great example. I mean, that that story. I mean, nuts. Je- I will not tell you how I got into Steadicam today because <laughs> no effing way win. am I going to try to compete with that. Uh, mm-hmm. No, nope. right, right. And so, so if there's a story like that, I can't wait to just like lean back in my chair and listen. Yeah, you know, and not that uh, not that everyone isn't interesting, but we are having a conversation. And so while I'm talking, you get to have that drink and, and, and I get to blab about myself a little bit. And also I've learned more and more through people that I, I have a couple of interesting things to say. And so I try to say them, I don't know, maybe they're not interesting to everybody. I don't know, but this is who I am. Yep. So, and this is what this is. So anyway, I, I, I will actually, the whole, this is who I am thing's interesting. Cause I, I really try to bring that to being an a operator and oh, let's get into that in a second my other well go sh- ahead tell well, me. my other shameless plug though we can quickly. get to your shameless plug yeah, i think uh, it's important uh, that um, you um i because we were talking about gender a minute ago uh-huh. in the break yeah and uh and how we met and all that but uh the reason she didn't come out to cine gear is she was shooting a uh, music video um for basically for gay pride and um you know all the proceeds go to that and it's this whole thing um Debbie Harry's in it. Some f- fabulous. Uh, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, dancers are in it, et cetera. But apparently, she had a steady came up, a young steady came up in New York named uh, Jenny Jedry. So I want to give her a shout out because apparently she killed it. Like 16 hours in the rig and just killed it. Say her name again, Jenny. She, uh, Jenny Jedry. Jedry. Yes. With Jendra Jarnigan and yes, Jenny, Jenny Jedry. Jedry yeah, Jesus. it's like superhero, friggin' like, you know, closet or something. But uh, yeah, she killed it. I 
spoke to Jenra this morning. And really? She raved about her for quite some time. Oh, cool. So there you go, on the air, on the record. Thank you, Jenny. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I got to be out here goofing around with my friends and drinking whiskey. And, no, it's good. Well, yeah, we, were, so. we were just talking about women in the business and yeah. women on the podcast and stuff, and so it's good to hear another uh, female Steadicam operator. Excuse me. New York's got several of them. It's getting it's burpy good. again. You know, you had cat, uh, cat yeah. allergist on the show, who's one of my favorite people and amazing. And she was she's, great. She's great. She was that. really fun. You know, I almost feel a little. Well, no, I don't feel guilty, but I feel like Cat and Jerry got like the short sticks because yeah, oh, yeah, they did. But but because in in front of a live crowd right. and and only an hour and in yeah. Vegas and blah 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 have them back sometime they were both great so. no i will yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i I'd, I'd be happy to have them back they yeah. they were great they were yeah and the new york people really and, loved having some new york yeah we did i was rooting at home and yeah. uh you know i i've been a long time since i've heard any of jerry's uh, skyman stories so those were great it's funny i didn't know about a lot of that yeah. shit i really didn't jerry Kat, I did a little bit of research. Um, because she does live stuff and she's been on shows, Some for some reason, live stuff, it's harder. There, there aren't as many credits on IMDb. Like, right, right. So, like, you know, I, I I did a little research. But Jerry, it's like, what research do I do? Like, you mm-hmm. know? And I looked at the stuff he'd worked on, but, like, his career is so much bigger than that. Right. It, oh, yes. I mean. So, I just kind of looked at a few things. And commi- committed a couple of movies to memory, like oh yeah, he worked on this and that and the other, and then I just let him go, and he was great, so it was super cool. But anyway. oh, uh, I like how you did. Um, you skeptically schooled uh, Cat about bourbons. Oh yeah, yes, wow, yes, because I, I actually texted her. I was like, no, no, and I started like, this is basil head, and this is blends. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we could the have bullet, a conversation. We had bullet in a bar once because it was there, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I actually like. I, bullet. I like no, I like bullet too. It's actually I, yeah. I like it a lot. So um, mm. I'm just teasing. But. I had a one of the um, one of the uh, manufacturer people that was at the party the night uh, on Saturday night uh, was buying a round of drinks, and I was drinking beer for most of the night, and they were all buying getting scotches. And I was like, well, if you guys are getting scotches, I'll just, I'll get a nice bourbon so I got a bland. <laughs> uh-huh. If you find a bar with them, they're, they're rare now. But uh, Fat Dog has it. Yep. I don't know why I keep giving them free advertising. Oh, they're my mm-hmm. friends. Damn mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, what were we, we were, we were blabbing about something. Uh, people, women operators, uh, young operators, I don't know. Oh. Uh, uh. No, you said you wanted to get into something. Oh, oh, hey, but you unapologetically being me, yes, yes. A operator. Um, yeah, I, I used. I think when we come up, we all get a little intimidated or afraid or whatever, and I'm just like, this is who I am. This is how I run a set. This is what I do. And I don't mean that from a. Hopefully, it doesn't sound like an arrogant standpoint, but I. Mm-hmm. I think this is a little bit of a tip I got almost watching Ron work once. It's like this. This is how it, this is the way I do it, and and uh, don't fret your decisions. Just make them and go. Right, right. You know uh, that is something too. When you know it is a thing when you're talking to big stars or people you recognize or are fans mm-hmm. of or whatever. Um, <clears throat> they're people. Exactly. They're, yes. They're not. Um, 
They're not superheroes. They're not anything other than human beings at work. And so if you, if and when, which I've definitely done it in the past, if you tiptoe around them like crazy, some will beat up on you for that. Some will pounce. You, you, you know what? Bro? Not like everybody lion. is meant to work with everybody. So that's if, true if too. If you go in and, and they don't, it doesn't work out. You'll have another job. Right, right, you know, right. That's, right. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. But like, but some of them will pounce on weakness. Oh, absolutely. People smell blood. And then others will be really kind to you. You know what I mean? Right, like, I do. There are different, and and you know, people think. Actors, you know, with my quote hands going, are one way. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're all different, just like you and you and me and everybody else. And they all have their own different way of treating people, way of working, way of acting in their life, what they do. And so, there, there's a certain uh, chameleonic uh, ability of really good a camera operators to figure out what the way that person responds to yes and treating them that way 10% of our jobs panning and tilting the other 90% very quickly figuring out the best way to deal with somebody right that somebody might be a set dresser it might be a producer it might be an actor it might be a dolly grip you just gotta figure it out and Right. figure out a way to work with them that works for the project you're you're, yeah Yeah. you're totally right and but there's a little bit more put into the actors because some of them are a little a little tricky about when you talk to them, oh, how yeah. you talk to them, this is mm-hmm. whatever. And, and they might be the nicest people on earth, but if you, if you say something to them at the wrong moment, they may not. Right. I mean, I not. very quickly assess whether somebody's a method actor or, or, right, right, or, right, right. or more of a technical actor. But even if they're a method actor, you have to talk to them. Yes. But I might, <laughs> you might rein it in a little, you, you sure. certainly might cut down. I don't like a lot of small talk around the camera period, but, you might cut back on that. You might, uh, frankly, you might move the other actor. It was Mark instead of the one who, you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. We've all done it. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, this actor is incredible. Like, the they're super easy going or whatever. Super easy going. Hey, I'm going to move him instead of the other yeah. guy. Bob, take a, yeah, Bob, take a step to your right. Yes. Right. You know, it's those kind of things. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. And you just learn, like, and. I don't know. Long long shows, you you know, when you work together for months, you learn pretty quickly. And some people, sometimes they're just assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes well, there are assholes in the world. Well, and sometimes there are people who are so nice, you could never do anything wrong. Right. One of my favorite quotes is, I, I mentioned Peter Nolan before, he's a great operator, but he always says, well, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. That's a great. I uh, love and that. And I'm like, I live by that. I quote that on uh, time I teach operators. And that's, I got to re- put it on here. Yeah, I have to remember yeah, that. Like right. a, I have to say live it like a hundred yeah. times yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, because I've had my moments over the years. Um, um, hopefully not too many, but where you know I, I got a little ego happening on something or whatever, and um, and better not to do that. It's it's never. Even if you don't feel the effects of it, it's you know that other people don't appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sometimes you have to call a spade a spade and be blunt with somebody, but I always do it quietly in a corner and Sure. Sure. And hope you know, and there's nice ways to do it. And humor gets you a long way, right? So Yeah, if you can be funny, uh yeah. And I mean I don't It's mean, hard. I'm always okay. weird about that because like I love to like chuckle and laugh and I'm not like I'm not a funny guy specifically I don't think, but 
other people are and like you can encourage people to be funny right. you know but like on when you're doing something serious it's hard to do that you know unless you're worth you're working with actors who are like always laughing and then it's mm. just a pleasure i don't know if you've ever been there oh yeah i well you worked a bunch with taraji and i know baldwin's talked about her i worked with her because i did a bunch of poi before he took oh, over oh yeah okay and uh she's great here's my quick uh, taraji story i i don't do a lot of promos or like live stuff or whatever but i you know between gigs you take commercials and it happened to be the fox upfronts a buddy of mine hires me to come down and like basically stand there for the upfronts like steady cam yeah, yeah. and it, we were a spectacular failure because it was like taraji was like oh, like ran over and hugged me da, 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 and then ran off and like the producer was like i guess you know taraji <laughs> like got no interview and it happened with somebody else too it was pretty funny i was just like i'm sorry dude and it's you know, <laughs> these are people i work with i'm not the best for this you're so. hiring the wrong guy yeah, for you're this hiring job. the wrong guy for this but <laughs> but i'll take my was, check now yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah uh <laughs> that's funny <clears throat> um, no, I mean, I've told endless stories about Taraji. So. Oh, she's amazing. I, I've heard some of them on the show. She is absolutely that. Yes. Yes. She's... It's it's legitimately, I, I mean, impressive isn't a big enough word. Right. I don't know what word else to it's, use. It's, but... This has been said quite a bit on the show, I think, but it's it's true. The whole thing about the greatest job on set and... To witness performances we've seen, and, and you know, to work with, say, Joan Allen or, or uh, uh, Christine Baranski or whoever. Oh, and watch we didn't these even talk about Christine Baranski. I forgot. I forgot. I don't. I don't know how we talked about it. I didn't bring her up. She's so great. She's extraordinary. She's just a lovely human being. Such a pro. I That's nice to hear. I, I cannot say enough nice things about that woman. It's, I've never worked with her. I, I, so gracious. Legend. I think shot one, day one, you know, we're doing some dolly move, and she's carrying a vase across the room. She's like, am I holding that the right height? Is this the right speed? I can slow down, do it. And I'm like, no, you're perfect. It's great. Thank you. But it's, it's right. you know, just a true pro. Isn't it nice when they're just considering what your issues are and what you might need. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I don't some, like to distract people like, with our stuff. Like they're but it super helps, professional. You know? So yeah. when they hold the vase, they hold it at the perfect place. Yeah. And then they go, is this all right? Right. Should I go a little lower, a little higher? You go, oh, yeah. no? Okay. Okay, great. Like, you know, they give a shit. Yeah. No, uh, exactly. I remember shot one day one of the Americans, Matthew Reese, is going to come through a door. And, uh, he pops the door open. We slate, so I get his headroom, and he closes it, and he's, he's doing it every, you know, between every take. And I was sure, like, I was like, I got it. Don't worry, Matthew, because it's like there's clearly there's a spot. You, know, you figured hinge. it out yeah, after you, the you know first it. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's those little things actors do. You're like, God. did he made sure to do yeah. it? He, he yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you ask him to hit the mark, and they hit it the next take, and then the take after that, they miss it by th- three feet. It's annoying. <laughs> But, well, but in, in some my point is being, than others, and but I've of course, too. but I'm yeah. saying being repetitive and and caring about, mm-hmm. um, you know, caring about the work is not them just caring about their performance, you know. Well, I, it is called filmmaking, right? Right. That's something that, right? I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole. No, but, I just but, no, no, but, no. Yeah. But I think there are more. I actually believe that there are way more people, way more actors that care about all that stuff. 
I, I've had actors get go, what lens about. are you on? I usually, as a courtesy, when an actor walks into a room, I just look at him and I just put my hand, and I'm thumping the mic, but, you know, put my hand at my waist or my, you know, mm-hmm. chest or whatever to, to show them, let them know what the frame is. Right. And some of them are very gracious, and you get it, some who don't give a damn, but you know what? I've told them. Most it's, of them are very happy. It's funny. Hear. Years yeah. ago, I used to try to do that more. When I used to do more movies, um, and I remember doing a movie, what was his name? Robert. Really good actor. Uh, shit. I can't remember. But we were doing this movie, and um, it was our first day with him. Oh, and we, <laughs> this there was a lot of really tight stuff in this movie. It was a movie called mm. Dirty. That I've talked about before with Cuba Gooding Jr., and we did a lot of like eyebrows to the mm. to you know. I was hated that, but it chin. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean yeah. this is what the director wanted. Of course, of course. And we did a lot of that yeah. stuff on Steadicam, like on two hundred mils. <laughs> like, see, that could be fun. Like, I did some stuff in a boxing ring on one thirty-five at that type of frame, and yeah. it's great. But to make that the look of a show, it's like where do you go from that? Well, it, but yeah, it this was a Zoom show, so. Mm-hmm. Everything zoomed all the time. Ugh. Only in, never out. Mm-hmm. It was actually really fun to do, and I liked it. And I, I actually respected the way he cut the movie because he didn't. He could have cut it super zoom heavy, mm-hmm. and instead he cut it super zoom light. So you would see fr- frame changes, but he'd cut back to the tighter version that you would zoom to. He'd cut cut around it a little bit. He used it a little too. Yeah. You get my point, right? No, I do, and that's one of those maybe pleasant surprises where you're like, I'm not sure this is going to work. You well, no, you might, you know him probably, like, oh, wow, Chris Fisher. Oh, yeah, Fish. Chris is great. Yeah, so that's who directed go. that movie. Okay, so there right, we go. right, right. So that my point yeah. being, like, he was he he was he knew what was up. You yeah. know, he was good. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, um, um, so we 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 did this shot with this actor Robert, and it there wasn't tons of Steadicam in that movie, but this was a Steadicam shot. And we were really wide. We were like knees up maybe or something um, in kind of a group thing, whatever. And he's talking. and It was a big dramatic thing. And the next take, I think either Fish or the DP or something was like, just give me like this. Like, it's like basically as tight as you can get and still see eyes and mouth. And, um, and so I, Robert came back to set and I was like, hey, Robert, I'm, I'm like here and he's I, I'm sorry I don't I don't want to know that and I was like oh okay he goes I'm I, he goes I, I appreciate you offering mm-hmm. but I'd prefer not to know because I'm trying to do the same performance every time and I don't want to think about the fact that it's really just my face right and other actors would totally want to know that so it's exactly yeah. right yeah. and I was like cool and that was a one-time yeah. thing and um mm-hmm. and I never did it again and that's great other actors um you know Cuba Cuba and I always had um, I wouldn't call it a shorthand, but you know, we 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 had, we did two movies together, and one was a pretty pretty long amount of time, so um, like a seventy day movie or something like that, and so we had a good connection on that stuff. And he would just look at me and be like, you know, give me the what's up look, and I'd yeah. be like, here, right. you know, and I'd give him the hands. He okay, cool, thanks, you know. Like yeah, like I said, some people. Uh... Really want to know that? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and others couldn't care less. It's, <laughs> but it's just, it's just yeah. another part of the job about figuring it out. Well, that's the thing. Some couldn't care less, but Robert did not. It wasn't that he didn't care less. It's that he did not want to fucking know. He didn't want to know right then, right now, or just didn't want to know in general? In general. Okay. Yeah, he did. He never wanted to know what his frame was. He wanted. He felt like he needed to do the performance as if you could see his whole body at all times. Right, and that's that's fair. You know, at the end of the day, we're all there for them. I mean, he Tell didn't say that, but but that's yeah. that's the that's the feeling I got from him. Is like, I want to feel like, um, you know, you could have a close up of my feet, my hands, my mouth, my eyes right now, and I want all of it to be performing exactly as I planned it. And I don't, I, so I don't need to know that you're on my eyes because it'll just distract me from doing the thing with my hands or what, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which actually makes a lot of sense to me. If you're in that particular headspace, it makes perfect sense. And then if you're in a different, well, style maybe, if you do a different style of acting, it makes a lot of sense to know that you're, that it's really your face right now. You right. know what I mean? I do. No, it, it's, I mentioned Matthew Reese before. I, I remember him specifically when I, did that hand thing to him once. He looked at me and goes, pointed at me and goes, I shall act accordingly. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I just thought it was brilliantly funny. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's... No, that's a, it, that's, a, that's a nice way of just saying, oh, cool, thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, him and, him and Carrie Russell are just like the two of the greatest. I know. I yeah, talked, yeah. With, I talked but, about Carrie and, and Reese with Afton a lot. Right. And, you know, I did a movie with Carrie right before, mm-hmm. um, right before you guys got her. And um, you, you did season one. No? I did season one, and yeah. uh, Afton did a bunch. Which I guess would be the last. He's number forty-four. I'm number forty-five. Don't blame me for being forty-five. <laughs> um, don't we know? Never mind. I okay. Don't. Isn't there somebody else that's forty-five? Yeah, Your that's favorite why I said, bl- Yeah, so don't blame me for being forty-five. <laughs> exactly. That's why I just said that. Uh, I but know. anyway, I know. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, Afton, my dear friend. Afton. Uh, where do we, we digress? Um, that show, by the way, without giving away an ending. No, it was, well, my, my point was Carrie was a dream. Yeah, she is a dream. She's yeah. a total dream. Well, I, here's a great Did story. Did she leave set on The Americans that often? I mean, she, I'm sure she did if she had time, but if she had 20 minutes, would she walk? She, I'll tell you two quick, great Carrie stories. Go ahead, yeah. Um, we did a scene where she's got some guy pinned against a car, and she's chewing him up. She's practically, you know, borderline beating him up. Mm-hmm. She's like, Cut! And she turns back to Carrie. Hi. She turns to her assistant. Any chance I can get a donut? <laughs> <laughs> then we do another take, and she's this ruthless, horrible monster again. Cut. Oh, thank you for the donut. <laughs> it's like she's so awesome. <laughs> Such a sweetheart. Uh, and, yeah. and then like shit. But the other would be like she would come sit down and have lunch with you or whatever. She's yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There. Are she's such... she's one of oh, the oh bar drinking. You like this. Um, we have a day. It's pounding, oh, drinking. pounding you like snow this. in New York, okay. and, and it's like okay. They call, they, they pull the plug at lunch. Everyone go home. Oh, because it's snowing that bad. It's snowing that bad. Oh, yeah, and what yeah, do we yeah. do as a film crew? Walk down go the snow to, to a bar. bar. Sure. And Matthew was with us that day. Carrie wasn't even on, so we go to the bar and we start drinking. Lo and behold, the door opens, backlit. You know, just like in a movie. And Carrie comes in, she sits down, and through starts the drinking. doors. She, she walked walked to the bar she didn't live that far she heard we were drinking at a bar on her day off and hung out with us for like hours drinking that's uh, Carrie Russell she's fucking awesome yeah that's that's pretty cool I never got to drink with her I never uh, got to hang out too much but um, that's that's great I'm jealous yeah no that's definitely a little bit 
I don't have a lot of regrets in my career, but it was one of those. I did the first season. I had a chance to go do a, a wonderful movie called Run All Night on anamorphic film with Liam Neeson and yeah. Ed Harris, and you just you got to do these things. Yeah. So, but well, left on good terms. I did tandems and some stuff with them over the years. But nice, uh, fabulous people. Well, we'll get we'll get back yeah. to the to the to the Run All Night stuff because okay. I wanted to ask you about Ed Harris, but. Um, no, what I was asking before is like, Carrie would read like Vanity Fair. I think the magazine. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like she would just hang out instead of instead of bringing second team in. Well, in if she was in like a comfortable spot, like we did a couple scenes in beds. I remember and like like where the her and the husband are having a conversation, and she would just lay there and be second second team for us and just read her magazine. And like she's an intelligent person, and like she just hang out and chat and like bullshit and yeah. whatever. Like super chill, cool person. the The funniest thing, which I don't think I brought up when David Lebb was here, but David Lebb was my was he my first? No, he, he was the other camera first. But but anyway, we're we're shooting this stuff, and <laughs> it was like day three or something, and Carrie made a joke. I can't remember what she said, but it was Felicity related. And and David Lebb goes, "Oh, you know, my mom used to love you on that show." And and to her credit, Carrie was like, "Well, fuck you, but that's awesome." <laughs> I mean, she didn't say that. I can't remember her exact response, but it was a really great response because she was so not offended. Because David at the time was, I think, 24. Mm-hmm. And she was, I, I don't know how old Carrie is now, but she was maybe in her late 30s when this happened. And, and um, you know, like my age. And and um, anyway, it was just, it just cracked me up. <laughs> That's that's great. That's, uh, on, on The Good Fight, Mike Coulter plays Luke Cage. He had been a, a reoccurring character in The Good Wife, so he, oh, okay. he comes in and reprises his role. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, and I'm, I happen to be chatting with him. Um, I never, I don't think I ever worked to Luke Cage. I took over for my good buddy Mike O'Shea for the last episode of Jessica Jones season one because uh, they went way over or whatever. But so, and Luke, uh, Mike was in that as Luke, Luke Cage. So I had worked with him, but we were chatting. And somehow I got on this thing about, well, the problem with movies now is they're either $2 movies or $200 million tentpole movies, and I'm sick of seeing superhero movies. And he's like, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And then a little while later, my dolly grip, Brian, who's great, goes to me, you, you do know he's in a superhero show, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. No, no, I've worked with him. He's like, okay, just because, you know, that could have gone differently. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's either going to go... Yeah, you're right. Or fuck you. I have a, yeah. you know, what what else is going to happen? I don't know. Actually, you you mentioned to me that you wanted to shout out your dolly grip. Oh yeah, Brian Edmiston. Um and Rob McCleary, our B camera dolly grip, who's actually a very strong A camera dolly grip. Our show The Good Fight was blessed to have these two guys who were both at that insanely good level. I mean, with Brian like I said, we're very much a dolly show, and if if widescreen and all that, and if, if the show looks good, it's obviously Fred Murphy and, and Tim Guinness have a ton to do with that. I might have a little to do with that. Brian has a ton to do with that because there were tire shots where I 
could have had my hands in my pocket. Right. It's, it's all stand up, boom, he's there. You just hold on for the ride, never put your feet in the way of the arm, just bang. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe you're like, oh, okay, well, for the next one, I actually do want to be a hair below the eye line, so let's, you know, I got to do one turn on the wheel or whatever. He's just that kind of mm-hmm. insanely consistent, amazing storyteller. Because mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Yeah. You know, what we all are, storytellers. You know, I would ask him what he thinks. Because he's, he's a, the co-storyteller. Oh, so, the good ones yeah. always know more than we think they do. Oh, yeah. They're so great. Um I, I, you know, the, there are times it's an important moment in your career when your dolly grip is really good mm-hmm. and you don't realize it. Um, and maybe you're still learning or whatever and you do a big stand up. Yeah. And they're like, you know, and the look of our show is wide lens close, which we all know is actually much harder to do a stand up on. Yes. You've got to boom and you're, oh, you got a lot be more moving, degrees. Man. Yeah. You got to be moving. Go. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's just a fun, not a fun, but it, it's an eye-opening moment. And it happened to me a long time ago. I don't remember where, but when the dolly grip was like, look, I'm going to go with her. Like, you don't really need to be doing that tilt at the beginning because the end is yes. fucked. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. I tried to go with the stand-up, but he went with the stand-up. And for some reason, I was tilting too. And now it's fucking the shot. And then at the end, I'm tilting down and it's like wobble vision. Exactly. Slingshot. Yeah. Right. And so um, when they just know what's going on, they know better than you. And they're like, um, you know, I'll handle the stand up. Well, just... but Brian had a great story. It was with some young op, one of the seasons doing a tandem. And they kept, operator kept trying to do all that stuff. And finally, Brian whispers to him, don't do a thing. I've got you. <laughs> right. Just let us hang both on look for good the ride. together. Here. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Fabulous Dolly Grips. I, I have a thing for Dolly Grips in the sense. I just, they are, they, painting and tilting is seriously overrated. When you can do it in a boom or a track, you do it. It's, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm, you know, um, yeah, that the the real importance of a dolly grip is is exactly those moments. Yeah, it's when they they just know to find the over, and they know that the DP likes it a tiny bit wider than most people, or a little bit tighter, or this or that or the other, and they just know they they pay attention to the to the vibe from very early on, and they can inform you even. Yes. Br- Brendan Quinlan, our key grip, told me at, out of the gate, he's like, never put on a slider; it will offend my guys. Wow, yeah, and it's true. That's we had so a, nice. We had a slider when you put it on a countertop or do a shot like mm-hmm, that, but mm-hmm. you, there's never a reason to use it with these guys. That's great. Yeah. Look, there are reasons to use the slider once oh, in a while. It's, even it's all a tool. It, absolutely. Even on a dolly, like in weird corners, we have to push or, to or one point. That, or they, if you're the on dolly track literally, and you, you have to change or whatever, the but yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they can normally figure shit like that out. It's normally like there's a wall in the way, you know, yeah. and so okay, that's the only way to do it. Um, but yeah, I never, yeah, we had them cause we had really great dolly grips in Chicago and, um, and I don't think, I don't think I ever had the dolly on the, I mean, sorry, the slider on the dolly. Yeah. I know we had them for sure. Right. I can't remember. Are, are you a wheels guy? I don't remember. You wheels are. Fl- 
I'm but I'm both. both. I mean, most of the time I'm I'm fluid head, and as a matter of fact, I'm. But the problem is, you you. I don't know how New York is or whatever, but here, like most of the time, you don't have you don't have wheels. Yeah, it's it's a dying art. I mean, I, I'm a wheels guy. I love them. Like, like I, said, I tr- use geared. I use uh, fluid heads all the time too. But it's right. But I don't like the where really. What I meant by this is I don't like using a slider with a geared head. There's a handful of people do it. I'm like, that's weird. Oh right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't so. like. You know, generally, don't like using a slider at all. Right. Me too. Uh, that's an honest truth. Yeah, no, me too. And and, and you can use it for the countertop shop yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, when you need to. It's, a tool. it's fine. Yeah. It's all tools. Slider gives yeah. a tool. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Sacrilege. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when your slider's pointed in the same direction of, as your dolly, you've got issues. Yes. <laughs> when you're doing a move and you still have the slider pointed in the same direction as the dolly, why why do you need that? Um, <clears throat> no, but... Um, what was I getting at? Oh, on on Empire, even I told my second, um, you know, kind of early on, I was like, try to just remind me to bring the wheels in once a day. Mm-hmm. The thing was, there's a lot of len- long lens work on that show, yeah. and and um, yeah, it's just it's easier to have that fluid head most of the time, and then you know the switch over. I always feel bad making them hump it back and forth. Not that I should feel bad, but. Um, I warn my guys. I change heads a lot. I just okay. Fair enough. And, like I tell, like I tell yeah. my assistants, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with the the balance on this constantly. Like oh, that I tell my guys. That if I can't. do that, if I do that right after you get you drop the camera on and I fuck with the the balance on the head, don't be offended because right. I have weird ways depending on the shot of balancing. I, me too. Sometimes I, I, I want it a tiny bit front heavier, tiny and bit. And then back likewise, more. I've seen people trying to balance my steady cam, and I'm like. I just here's the deal. It's no, the best say here day. it's built. Yeah, now it's you just built and fine the, tune the, the, the you know the dovetails at his mark. The gimbal's where it was from whatever last lens you had. You're 99 percent of the way there. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna sure. finish that one percent. No offense, because it's just what I do. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I think that's fair. But but no, um, I just remember that kind of when you're grinding 15 hours a day for months and months and months. You just don't care that much anymore. And if the fluid head is what works for 90%, oh, yeah. even 70% of your shots, you just tend to stick with it. And I got lazy about it. That's truth be known. And I also used it during a musical performance. That show, we would always do a couple musical performances. And we do yes. one that's very high energy. And generally, oh, pretty, our, our my dolly grip, uh, the DP called it full tilt boogie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, 40 feet of track, maybe not that much, 30, something, a lot of track, as fast as you can go, as fast as you can go, you know, through a whole song for three minutes, whatever. And they would be, a lot of times it was two guys and they would just be, and I'm flying it and I'm on a 24 to 290 and I'm at a 290 a lot of the time. And the first, I don't know, within the first month I put the geared head on for that stuff Uh because it was originally wider. Right. And then, um, and then the DP very nicely was like, "A, because um, the A operator is a gearhead. Every shot guy, yeah, because he's wide a lot. It's a very yeah, traditional yeah. show, or it used to be anyway. I don't know how it is now, but, um, and he would really only put it on for like low mode and stuff like that. He threw the fluid, but the the DP came to us one day and said, "Hey guys, for for this musical performance stuff, like no geared heads. He just didn't like the the yeah. feel, you know." And and actually, 
it made perfect sense. He yep. was right. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. a lot of times shows come to New York because I shoot elsewhere to do a New York unit. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in exteriors. And I learned a long time ago, I always just go with a fluid head for that because inevitably, right after the slate comes in, clap, the director will suddenly shout, oh, oh, tilt up to the... The Flatiron Building, or the Empire State uh, Building, or whatever. And, yeah, because they're like, seeing all this shit they've never seen before. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just like if you're on a, the wrong head, you're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So. And yeah, it's easier yeah, to yeah. just adjust to everything with a fluid exactly. head. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So I, I, when I say a, a wheels guy, it, it's like if it's my show, I'm the A operator, and we're setting the look, and yeah, that's different. But yeah, like the good fight was very much a wheel show, but right, 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 right. Others not at all. So. Yeah, you know, I went on a show years ago, and there are other factors here, but I got canned very quickly, and um, I haven't really told this story before, but... Oh, goody, let's hear it. The DP had an Airy One head on the show. Hmm. He had a lot of rentals on the show, as a matter of fact, but... um, And I came in kind of naive. There was a full-time B operator. I came in to do A in like season three or four or something and the b operator had been there the whole time and i, I should have considered like why hadn't he moved up but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> there were there were some things going on but um and some very political things um with the the a first and the dp were like super tight anyway but I made the mistake of saying like, oh, in general, like I was trying to like make sure that I kept up with the wheel. So like, um, you know, uh, uh, in a general sense, like I'll take the wheels, mm-hmm. you know? And so he had me on the wheels for all this stuff. And then I realized like, oh, they do all this little stuff, like tilting down to hands really quick and then back up. And if you're not on wheels all the time, and I, I hadn't come off a show on them. Like part of the thing was like, let's let's refresh with the show. And then it was like tilt down to that. And I'm like, Zzz, and it was a, and the DP's like, oh, it's so mechanical. And then and I was like, oh, okay, let's go to a fluid head. And the first was like, no, 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 we don't have time. Oh, uh, uh, right. Yeah. And I started getting, I got kind of boned on a couple yeah. of instances with this, <clears throat> and. Um, it, it's part of why I got there were there were I actually it may not have anything to do with There's it. There's always an onion of why one gets fired. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was an easy. It it, it I I let the, I let him justify it. Um, it was two days into mm-hmm. a season. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous is that? There were other things going on. I have a feeling on. they had somebody waiting in the wings they wanted originally, but who knows. Yeah, that's a hazardous guess, but uh, I haven't told you this story. Have no, I? no, I'm just, oh. I've just been doing this. A, a no, because more than a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's fu- it's funny. Yeah. You were you were yeah. you were correct. Yeah, um, yeah. We we started on a Thursday and Friday, and I got a phone call at like 6 p.m. on Sunday. Weirdly enough, mm. um, and uh, the 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 person that they had tried to hire, um, the studio was like, "Does this person have credits?" as being an operator and they're like uh they didn't really and they're like no it wasn't a big show or anything it really wasn't but um but the whole studio approval is actually a real thing oh super real yeah, thing super super, real super, thing. super super real thing i've i look I've, I've i felt bad for a guy i've talked about it last year i you know there was a 
operator who may be a great, I don't know him, don't know him from Adam. He may be a great operator, he may be crap, or somewhere in between, I don't know. But Fox said no. He didn't have enough credits. And um, anyway, um, and that's not a slight on him. That just means yeah. he's he's towards the beginning well, of the his career. Well, the irony of not having credits is you can't have credits until you have credits. Well, but, we, but it's there is a lot of catch twenty twos going on, and somehow some of us work our way out of it. There, yes. so there is a but path it out. Takes somebody to give you a it, break, or, it, yes. right? And it may seem yeah. like a, a like a tunnel with no end, but there is an end, and you'll figure it out at some point. How to, you know, something. You're still. I'm Unless still you're figuring. Jeff Haley, then you just have a red carpet roll out for you by accident. <laughs> That's another <laughs> then, story. Then you're in That's high school. Story. Then yeah. you're in high school, and the union calls and says, "Want to join?" Yeah. I'm like, sure. Um, we so, think you're super. That's the greatest story. <laughs> anyway, I know, right? Um, no, but um, no, no, no. So, so the yeah, the studio said no, and. I actually think he had that plan the whole time. Yeah. No, it's a classic yeah. switch or whatever it's yeah. yeah, and I wish he would have um uh, also oh, it, it yeah. it's been this 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 theory of mine has been kind of confirmed as much as it can be by people that were there. Um so there were some other things going on that I won't get into too that were weird. Um but yeah, he he. Of course, he hired the person who the studio said no to because, oh, it didn't happen until six p.m. on Sunday. We had to get somebody. Oh, that's such a fucking sabotage. Oh, and now he's here on Monday. Yeah, uh, he did a good job. We loved him. You know that mm-hmm. thing. So whatever. I just wish the DP had come to me because I had gone in on that show the previous season to cover for a camera, and had a nice time with the DP. He was one of those guys who really let me work with the director a lot. Was, you know, hands off until he needed to not be, mm-hmm. which was perfect. And uh, the cast and crew was very lovely, and and I enjoyed it. So I did like a week, and then uh, one of the assistants or somebody called me and was like, or "No, I worked with somebody," and they're like, "Hey, he's looking for somebody for next season because so and so is leaving." And that's all it went down. And if he had just... And I felt weird about it going in. When I got hired, we didn't have a conversation on the phone. Um, when I went in to do my paperwork and get my my ID for the studio, he left one minute before, even mm. though I texted him and let him know I was there. Like weird stuff. And I was like... Oh well, I'm just reading into you know what I mean, and then looking yeah, back on it, I'm like, it you turns uh, out your instincts are correct, right? Yeah. Right. That's, looking yeah. back, I was totally right. And the the funny part is the UPM, you know, on the phone was like, I was like, well, what happened? She's like, don't kill the messenger, and she had been really sweet going into everything. She'd been really nice mm. before, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then I, I said, look, I, I'm not I'm not blaming you at all. I, I I'm just curious what happened. She's like. Why would you ask me? I don't know. He's going to tell you later. He'll call you today. Yeah, and he never called you. Of course not. Of course not. That's It's very uh, it's it's just very like 101 yeah. baby shit. And and you know, some people that I respect a lot have been in the business a long time as this person has uh this DP has and they were like, "Oh yeah. Uh he hated me for 25 years like or he did this to me or he did that." And I'm like, "Oh. This is okay. So that's that's this." And I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. 
<clears throat> I mean, it sounds like you've heard about it. I, yeah, I'm sure. I, I, yeah, there's nothing immediately exactly like that comes to mind. But um, yeah, but like that's I, good. I, I know of lots of examples of that. I've certainly sure. been. I, like I don't even want a job now unless I'm actually who they want to hire. Like, don't waste my fucking time. Like, let's. Right. Because what offends me about that story is the fact they bothered to hire you, and you could have turned down something else. Oh, I didn't. Well, by the way, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even give you the best, the, the 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 worst part of the story. Well, number one, what I was going to say that I never got to, I never got out of my mouth, was if he had just called me and said, "Hey, will you do me a favor?" Yeah, I'm going to make you a pawn in this game. And I was said, yeah. "Okay, sure." It's it, that's. And, and I, I love what we do, but here's that's the, an, a negative side of what we do. That's well, here's part here's why that sucks so bad. Yeah. Because I turned down two weeks on a movie um, a week and a half after that or whatever it was. in uh, And I needed insurance hours to make sure that I got my insurance. And so the show was fine. I was going to get it, but two weeks would have done it too. Yeah. And so um, that didn't happen and then I called them back about the two weeks and they're oh we got somebody this is a producer a company that I've worked with a lot and they were you know so I lost my insurance because <laughs> of this guy he's a prick that anyway so wrong on so many levels yeah and I mean he doesn't know any of that stuff I've never told him any of that because he won't call me back but um, I, I had a conversation with a friend oh yesterday. he's in the ASC though you know oh, wow. good for him Dick. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, we all. There's the old saying what ASC stands for, but we're not going there. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I don't know the saying. Oh no, God. What I joke can't, is I can't it? Quote that on this. Yeah, you can. Come uh, on. Another shitty cameraman. Oh. <laughs> uh, Which obviously isn't true. The brilliant, no, no, brilliant, brilliant, it's just wonderful funny. people, but yeah, it is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and yeah, by yeah. the way, I heard that from an ASC. I'm sure you did. Yeah, Kick, yeah. I heard this from an ASC camera person. So. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but. Uh, the term cameraman has almost gone away. It's as it should. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. But, but I heard the the reason I actually just used it now is that's literally how I heard the joke. I understand yeah. that. But uh, but but I wasn't trying. Well, I wasn't even bringing it up as no. a like that should go away thing. And it kind of it just I never has liked it even before. There was a okay, okay. Let's disregard the 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 sexism sure. involved in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the way old first used to say cameraman. I always liked. <laughs> really, I, I just I was like, you're a director of photography, a DP, DOP, or cinematographer, but oh, you're a camera operator. I, I it's it's no, but it was cameraman, this, sort of this vague. Yeah, but it was no, but it was no, but everybody knew what it meant. I, I guess it was this. It was this like inside common term mm-hmm. that we would use, and I didn't really get to use them. But it was really, it was really first and old. <clears throat> it was folks who'd been around for a long time. Now. If they if they'd done a camera woman thing too, I still think there's charm there, you know. But just sure. the way they said it, I always liked. It was like cameraman. Who's a cameraman? Like I just always, I don't know. I always liked it, and obviously you didn't. But um, I, I'm, the, the I'm sexist weird about part, I'm fine for because it because I hate the term camera op too. I'm opping this or opping that or I'm steady opping this. It's like no. You're, oh, I don't like that. It drives me insane. You're yeah. no, you're being the operator. You're give it the respect. I don't know. It's that's my. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's a respect thing for me. It just sounds 
amateurish exactly. maybe exactly it's it's yeah yeah i was opping on this i was thing. opping on this thing i'm steady camming this thing when oh steady camming fuck you like, how yes, many exactly. m's does that have in it 12 yes, yes fuck exactly you. stop now <laughs> steady camming this thing yeah mm. yeah and yeah. oh no no look what that says to me is not is not amateur but like um uh uh what's the what's the right word new to the business and doesn't do steady cam so like that's something a new a, a ad would say like a second second ad would say like oh they they they're pretty good at steady camming right, you know what i mean right, like right right it's like you don't know what you're talking about so that's what you would say in my opinion yes does that make sense? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pausing because the, the thing I don't like from ADs is mount up. Like very, yeah. Yeah, I go have that conversation immediately quietly. I'm like, hey. Have say- I said this? Have you heard me say this no, before I in the podcast? Know. No, I think no. I have. Um, I've had many conversations with ADs, and some never listen. Yeah, I'm but like, I say, say roll sound when you say roll sound, yeah, exactly. The I rig do. comes up, and buddy. I, I go have that quiet. I'll run to my too. stand yes. for the rig. I'm like, you say roll sound, I will be there. You will right. never wait on me. Right, but, exactly right. But do not say mount up, and, well, and don't be like, oh, that's heavy. We got to go, and suddenly make me the excuse because you you're behind the train. Like those are my two pet peeves. But right, right. Um, and 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 here there's there's two things there's a practical number one we're professionals and we know how the set runs yeah we run the set in part with the ad and it should be a team thing and so i know that you say okay last looks or whatever you say and then when you say roll sound that's the that's the cue that everything's happening now okay roll sound grab the rig step to step to number one and okay roll camera well we, they don't say roll camera anymore yeah. we just roll on our own we hit the sticks and then we go they say roll sound and the rest is yeah right and yeah. and that's the whole point of it is it's like an avalanche of actions you say roll sound rig comes up blah 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 blah, blah. second runs out sticks get hit actors know it's time to go because it's roll sound like everybody knows you don't need to say anything else so saying mount up and here's the practical reason why you don't say that so many times all right mount up mount up and that's kind of a dicky way of like screwing with the steady cam sometimes it's an accident sometimes it's not meant that way i I give people the yeah, I do too. Yeah. On a commercial, I mean, I don't have that problem long. Yeah, when you don't have so short form, yeah. uh, short, yeah. uh, short. Usually, day one jitters or sure, whatever sure, or sure. commercial, an AD will say that, and I usually right. come up and I just tell them, and they go, "Ooh, I mean that." And then you're done. And then we're done. Yeah. Right, right. But when you say mount up to somebody, a lot of times what happens is you go, "Okay, mount up." Oh, sounds not rolling. Why is sound not rolling? Oh, but. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. She was supposed to have her makeup, but her pants are... What, what do you mean? And you're standing there the whole yeah. time. And they're having 12 conversations because they're not really ready to roll because they won't say roll sound until they're really ready to roll. Right. And so you're standing there on one and you have a three-minute take ahead of you and you're spending a minute standing still in the rig, which for me is the worst. I hate standing still in the rig. I can move for much longer than I can stand still. Yeah. That's probably not 
maybe true. I don't know. I'd have to do a weird measurement. But but you get my point. Oh, I do. Yeah. Because every all the weight goes to one place, depending on how you're standing. And it doesn't matter how you stand, it's going to go somewhere. And then you can't move. Well, you can when you're waiting. But anyway, you get point taken, right? I hope. Yes. But like inevitably something happens. They say, oh, mount up. And then a makeup girl runs or, or guy runs in and says, oh, wait, no, no, no. I didn't get to do last looks. But you've picked the rig up already. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So there are, there's a professionalism aspect and then there's a practical reason for it. So any ADs listening, <laughs> this is why. And if you're young and you say, I don't give a fuck. I'll hold the rig all day. Fine. But that's not going to last forever. No. And it, yeah, it sets the bad example. And just- it does set a bad example. But also your body can't handle, you know, if you're 25, your body can handle it a lot better than me that's 44. So here's a question. And then you, you that, you've been doing a lot camp. of people don't know because Alex sounds young. He's 63. Yeah, I'm, yeah 110. Uh, <laughs> would you trade your 44 year old self for your 25 year old self? I look at it, I go, yes, I was probably in the peak shape of my life at 26, but God, I didn't know shit compared to what I know now. So it's, you know. Yeah, it's the same question all the time. I mean, and it's really the same answer. I do the sport analogies a lot, baseball players. Like the the guys who are 40, their bats have slowed down, et cetera, et cetera, but they're like way better players. Why? Because they have been doing it for 20 years. Right. Right. They don't have the bat speed. They don't have this. They don't have that. They don't have whatever, but they know what's up. Right. Because they have experience. Um, There are very few things. I was talking to somebody recently about if you could go back to your 20s, you know, what would you change? Mm -hmm. And all mine are unrelated to the business, you know, the things I would change. Um, yeah, I, I mean that they're just I, I I just not that I couldn't have done anything better, but you were talking about experience and failure is informative, right? Right. Um, I I think I oscillate my twenty year old self either would have thought I was the coolest guy in the planet or a total failure, and I really don't know which because I didn't become you mean Spielberg. right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I didn't become Spielberg. I haven't done that, mm. but. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm pretty happy. It's pretty good. So, I, I, yeah, that's. Huh. That's funny. Yeah. So, so, so you're, so you want to direct. So you've always wanted to direct. Oh, that's I, what I, you I, just told me. Well, it interests me. Uh, I didn't know that. You've had a couple of people in your show talking about how being an operator switching to directing is uh, in some ways more suited than switching to a DP, correct? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jeff talked about that a bit, no? Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, by the way, it's very hard for you for me to remember everything I said understood. and everything someone yes, else yes, said. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Do you realize I have I have um I'm looking at the bottle of whiskey now and yes, I No, no, no. No, <laughs> no you know, no. it's not about drinking. Yeah. It's I I have over okay. over 100 uh, hours of content. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so it's it's hard for me to remember it all. My my apologies for that, but um, yeah, no. So I don't remember, but I think so. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I probably said that because I think it's true. Because directing is a much different job than 
than than lighting. Right. And we I, see a lot more of it. Yeah, I do love lighting though. To me, the the steady cam thing in some ways has been the greatest sidetrack of my life. But I'm absolutely thrilled with it to this day. So that's uh, that's I, good. I thought I would do it for a few years and then switch to DPing and then go to directing and right. twenty four. Yeah, I realized last year I've been doing steady cam half my life. Wow, which blows my mind. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. But forty I, I, years. Uh, years of <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, sorry, yes. thirty-two years no, of steady cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, um, 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 uh, no. Um, I, uh, it's funny you said I love lighting. I don't. I don't think I do. I appreciate great lighting. I don't think that I'm that interested in it. You know, <clears throat> I don't know. I have no idea how many of my listeners have seen any of my photography that I shoot on film. Still photography? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. But I shoot like abstract stuff on on slide film and cross process and push. <laughs> you know, that's the way to learn compositions and not that you've been doing that for years, but my, right. my nephew recently was like, Do you by chance have an old camera I can have? Right. And I was like, film or digital? He said, Well, digital? Like, no, but we might have a film one. Right. He's like, oh, I can't afford that. And I was like, well. You probably can. You can. It's not that much. And his dad, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, like went and pulled out a nice Minolta camera. You just have to be very careful about how many photos you take. You can't yes. snap them and off like a maniac. that's way better discipline. Yes. Exactly. Because then, because you get that delayed reaction. You take a photo and you and it's in your head and you think about it. And then later you go to the lab. And you pull with anticipation. Yes. You pull those prints Delightful. or the negatives out yeah. or whatever, and you look at them and you go, "Fuck! I shouldn't have tilted up that much." <laughs> or you go, yes. "God, it worked perfect." Yes. Or whatever I, I, your whatever your response is, but but there's there's a different thing there than and I've talked about this with Matt Kennedy about looking down at the screen to see if you got it or not, you know, yep. but. But if you want to take like well composed like kind of artistic photographs, it's such a great way to do it because you find out, you learn because that's a lasting memory in your head. It's not a lasting memory to glance down at a monitor and go, eh, I'll tilt up a little more, eh, I'll tilt down a little more, yeah. eh, I'll take forty more like this until I until I go, eh, it's good enough. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the digital way is safety in numbers. Da, 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 da. You know, you hold down the button. Oh, just yeah, lay on the it. button, and they keep coming and out with cards that hold more info. So <laughs> you're fine. That's why they were all in rehearsals. You know, people ask me if I miss film, and I say no, I miss the discipline of film when it comes to shooting. Right. Yeah. I do miss film, though. Well, it's funny because I, I kind of. I've become the guy who operates off a monitor. It's kind of romantic. Handheld. Yeah, me too. Me so too. So I'm like almost terrified of shooting film. But then at Cinegear, I, I happened to walk by a, an Eric MLT and I put my eye to the eyepiece. So I was like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah, but by yeah. the way, yeah. by the way, you had the best view in the world through that exactly. eyepiece. Exactly. And when I you was look reminded into, of that. When you look into an Alexa eyepiece yeah. or an F55 or whatever the fuck it is. That's why I switched to using an onboard. Right. right. It's garbage. But film, you're just right. like, oh my God, that's real life. It's like amazing. It's not yes. real life, it's the movie. Yeah. No, you're seeing through that beautiful glass. Yeah. You're like literally looking right through it. So you can see the focus and the colors and everything. It's not. It's not a copied image sent to a shitty resolution, right, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, because the eyepieces for the uninitiated, the eyepieces on video cameras are are another video. Yeah, the worst video. <laughs> they're another video. monitor. <laughs> they're another monitor at two inches from your eye or less, and which is shit for your eye anyway. By the way, oh, but, I've had so much less eye fatigue since going to Finders and uh, right. Yeah, I mean, it, you, there's no this driving home where like one eye is focused. On oh, the road, yeah. and the other's focused near, and you're like, oh, man. Huh? Right. And film cameras, it's all mirror-based. So yes. you're you're actually just looking in really high-quality mirrors mm. to see directly down the lens. And so it's it's like looking through your eyes. It is looking through your eyes. You're just using a thing to do it. And it's not – anyway, it's so much better than a video camera. Um but anyway, that's why a lot of us use seven inch monitors or whatever the fuck. Right. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get like a twenty three. Yeah, why not? Just put it right. Easy to hide behind. The actors won't see it. Be right. The actors will never know I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I started. I started doing that, and I, you know, I always said to like keep the eyepiece for me, and they always do. And every once in a while, you want to have the eyepiece. But. I like it for handheld because it's another. Oh, for handheld, point. definitely. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm. I have no interest in. But I have no interest on a on a dolly on a geared head to use it because you can look around and peripheral vision and do wheels and not have to, you know, just contort your upper back and boom up and down there's like no reason to have a no, shitty viewfinder no and you can see all the stuff coming yeah. into frame going out of frame like you can you it's safe area like yeah. crazy cuz yeah. cuz your peripheral yes. sees the whole scene in front of you i I'm, I'm actually amazed at how many of my old friends were steady cam ops we grew up framing through monitors like green screens and yet they are like oh i need a finder i need a finder cuz it's two different mode. things yeah, yeah. I was like that for a really long time, and I've just, re- I, you know, in the last few years, come around to the, to the monitor. I mean, it, it, it for me, it here's a product. Plug. It's a it different took a small feel. HD, like those small onboard light monitors that actually right. you can see in the daylight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's totally what got me doing that. But it's a plug. different feel. You talked about a contact point with handheld. Yes. Well, I had a contact point when it wasn't handheld. Oh yes, yes. I mean, you, yes. And and you can use your eye and your head to help the shot a little. If I mean, not oh, just, especially on a fluid head, really. Absolutely. But it's yeah. well, yeah, the yeah, fluid yeah, head, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a, but it's like another bracing point. I don't know right. if that's the right word, but no, yeah, no, you're, point you're of contact right. was yeah. the right. So handheld or not, it was always that way. So the reason, excuse me, the reason I don't want to do handheld with a monitor. It's because like a monitor, like no, I I can't see that close anymore. Like eight that, inches in front of your no, face. The like tapping what? you heard a couple hours ago was uh was uh Brad pulling my reading glasses away from me because it's <laughs> like yeah we need those things now. <laughs> well, he kept picking them up and putting yeah. them down. No, no, fair enough. <laughs> Making but, noise. <laughs> but that's why I can't use a monitor for handheld. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, and look, I, I completely agree, and I think uh, I think. I think you and I, to a certain degree, and 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 probably Ron, and even Afton, Afton maybe a little less so, because he came along a little later. But we're like old coots in a certain way. But we look good doing it. <laughs> no, but but we're not old coots. No, exactly. You know, and um, we've just been around a long time, and we're still we're still willing to adjust to new stuff. 
we're a little resistant, but we remember the old days and and that sounds so old man but like but no but we remember when ad's really respected the word roll camera right because you know every foot costs ten dollars or whatever whatever the number was and now the actually i i have talked about this before i know but it's come back don't you think because it went to a place where it was like roll camera all right, it's it's lunch. <laughs> like, um, yes, like. well, I don't know how unique our show was, but part of what I loved about the good fight is we actually block lit rehearsed shot, and I think a lot of that comes from Fred Murphy and Tim Guinness, our DPs and our producers. But it was a gem of a show to be on for that reason. Right. It. And it's, it's more was, efficient we had time that way. To figure it out. And we and it's, made our days. We made right. beautiful stuff. And it's more efficient. Yes, exactly. That's it's, the fucked up part. Yes. It's it's more yes. efficient than just shooting forty takes of rehearsals. Yes. Right. And when where you nobody have, knows what's and going on. You have actors like Christine Baranski and stuff. You do ultimately. You do like two takes. And you need that rehearsal though because she she picks her glasses up at that one point. Or, or whatever, yes. Yeah, yes but you yes, get my yes. point, and you you know you need to but just stay in that frame. She wants to know when she's she wants the rehearsal too because yes. she's a pro. She's yes. going to save it for the take. But right, yes, right. Yes. She wants to show you what she's going to do, exactly. and she wants to know what the fuck you're going to do too. Yes, it's right. Filmmaking. No, <laughs> the, well, uh, look, it's just yeah. a professional way of working. Yes. And I've worked in other situations where let's shoot the rehearsal all the time. And, and and by the way, that can work depending on the show, it depending can. on the actors. And I don't there really like that way of working. No. But it, it can be very rewarding, too. There, there are certain kinds yeah. of shows that yeah. it can be okay for, yeah. for spontaneity purposes. Yes. Um, but not for, not for like, not for the good fight, you know, not for that those exactly. kinds of shows. Um and and very few, by the way, I think some use that excuse because it works well, for other shows. Lots use the excuse. I think it's true in a handful of cases. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, <coughs> yeah. You're. You're. Yeah. You're totally correct. You're totally correct. And it's. And it's a. It's a. Well, it's a. It's a number of factors, but I think one of the major factors is inexperience. And another is, um, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, when somebody doesn't think they're good enough, like, like DPs and directors, if they don't think they're good enough, they like, they think if they can at least get 20 takes out of this, they'll find something there. Improv. You get my, you get my point, right? Um, 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 improv and comedy might be a reason to. I've not. I've tended to do more action and drama, and, and like I did a show called The Detour. Uh, I think it was their second, third, second season. Because uh-huh. they they change themes and move cities every season. That was a handheld show shot by Jonathan Fromansky. Um And I actually took it. I don't really like handheld. I'm, I totally agree with Garrett. It was like this thing foistered upon the public. You know, for cinema, I see what you're. I see yeah. what you're doing. You're but, mentioning Garrett so that I can't disagree with you. Oh no, not at all. But, motherfucker, but, no, not at all. But, but, <laughs> no, I actually psyched myself into actually. I was like, I'm going to take this job because I don't really like handheld, but I love Jonathan Fromansky. Let me try this. And I, I watched the first season of the show, and it's very funny and very genius. But I definitely realized I, I really hate handheld. But anyway, but we. Do you hate doing it, or do you hate the look? At the look. 
Really? Like, so you don't hate doing it? I, well, that too, but oh. there's... I like it when it's appropriate. It's just a way overused medium. You know, right. It's, it's, no, I agree in a general sense, like doing a full season of something handheld well, is probably and, bullshit. But that's why I took it. Right. This job was to try it. Right. And, you know, when you watch it actually cut together, though, like we talked about earlier, when things were cut, you're surprised. It actually looks pretty good. Okay. Um, but I'm sort of like, why do we bother doing that? And we I, didn't need to do handheld yes. if you don't. Ri- you're tr- cutting around the look anyway. Yes, right. But I guess it's to give the actors the freedom or, or whatever. But uh, very funny show, by which the way. is bullshit because actors have freedom; they can do what they want. I mean, if I'm on a fluid head, I can point in any direction right. at any time. Right. If you've lit 360 and you're on a mobile camera, yes. All right, that's it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're done now. I think so. Thanks for having me, Brad. <laughs> Thanks, Sal. No, actually, yeah. <laughs> to be serious, it was really fun. It was very nice. I think uh, we talked about a lot of fun stuff. I think so. And I yeah. appreciate that. Oh, it's been fun. Thanks for making a little time for me. I know you were busy as shit while you were here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Alec for doing the podcast. Um, if you heard a weird cut like a little weird transition to the end there um it's because i had a little i don't know audio failure thing in there and i had to cut it out so i know it's kind of abrupt how we ended but just wanted to explain that's why i'm sure some people might wonder um anyway you didn't you didn't miss anything uh too important if you're curious about the best day worst day segment uh you can check it out at patreon.com slash walking backwards just sign up and you'll get it and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I really like doing it. It's fun. Um, thank you very much to Tiff and Steadicam for their continued support. And thank you very much to Walter Clausen FX for their support. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate you listening. See you next time.